I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Funk obsolete is the punk that talks more junk than Sanford cells. I just propel at a rate that complicates the mental state. So wait, as I invade their masquerade, they can't, they couldn't fade me with a clipper blade. Ten years in the tray is not enough. They can't cut it. Let, they can't cut it. Oh shit! I let you take a swing and you bun it. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. Yes. When the lights are on, it is hard to do those rhymes without fucking up. Yes, when the pressure on, people be picking at me, but I be under pressure. He be like, you do the lyrics. I be like, okay. And then I start reading. I be like, damn it. It's easy for me because I know all the songs. These are songs I picked out. That's true now. So I don't, I don't mind. I could do it just like they used to do it. But yeah, uh, it, it's difficult, man. We got to shine mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Imagine trying to do that shit as a real rapper. Lights are on and no. you eyes held. You showed up 20 minutes late already anyway. Drunk, so everybody's moving slow motion. Yeah, depending on what kind of genre of music. Somebody's fighting in the front row. That, yeah. No, but um, now the voices y'all heard, uh, one, first of all, you should have heard both of the voices before because I've shouted out both these guys' podcasts before. Yes. But uh, in case you haven't, the first voice, you might know him as Trill Mazeroski on Twitter. Trill underscore Mazeroski. Uh, you might know him as Walt. Uh, you might know him as Trilly D. Williams. Walt Baby Love. <laughs> Walt Frazier. You might know this dude as like 12 different cool ass aliases. Uh, I was listening to that show the other day and I, I, I called him in an American treasure. Uh, uh, he is an American treasure, man. Say, uh, say what's up to everybody, dude. 
Yo, what's up? This is indeed um, Trilly D. Williams, a.k.a. Trill O'Reilly, a.k.a. Trill Nye, the science guy, a.k.a. Trill Bixby. Don't make me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. But, you know, I appreciate you calling me an American treasure, but the way the market is these days in this country, that might be an insult. <laughs> He's like a, a Asian treasure. <laughs> but um and of course he's one of the contributors to the Fill in the Lanes podcast, uh-huh. which is a collection of dudes that I met all through back in the day on on the message board SOHH and um you know they I remember conversations we had back in the day. I remember jokes and you know stuff that we started in threads and uh, a bunch of dudes that I always was entertained by and the second I heard, like, oh, they're going to start their own podcast, I was like, this shit's going to be fucking awesome. Cool. You know, and I, I feel like it is awesome, man. I, I definitely listen to it every time they come out with a new episode. Um, and on the last one, they had Teray on there. And he was in auto-tunes. You know, I don't know. He might be a, a Zach and, Zach and Roger fan or <laughs> um, maybe he's into T-Pain. But, um, you know, hey, so how was it? Because Teray last week had the article of the week. In black Twitter, which was what if Michael Vick was white, and it had a picture of Michael Vick as a white guy. Both things he had nothing to do with, even though that is why ah, ah, ah. that is why the article went on to internet, uh, you know, mm-hmm. controversial yeah. controversy. Um, how did it feel to get to Ray hot off of the controversy of that uh, article? Uh, you know, of course, it felt great. Um, and, and a big shout out to to Nick uh, who threw. Um, a semi-professional relationship he has with Torrey was able to get him on the on the podcast. That was a that was a great look for us. I mean, we're we're beginning podcast within a few uh, a, a couple months. We've already shot up to number one in our category, and so we're thinking about doing bigger things and maybe promoting ourselves more more widely. So to get him on the show was an incredible coup. Now, like you said, he came on and he was like, "Come here to love." <laughs> I was sitting here. And we were we were bugging because you know it was a complex thing. Like we're getting him on the show, and like you said, really it was a big article because of the headline and the picture, neither of which he did. Right. right? The article itself was kind of like meh, you know. But it was good to have him on there. But we because he was doing us that solid, we had to be somewhat deferential. Couldn't just attack him, you know. And on the other hand, couldn't really play him out and be humorous on the air. So we were getting a lot of texts back and forth. Like, I was getting the text message from, like, Rick on the low. It was like, yo, why is Stephen Hawking on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, it was, it was a good look. The one tough thing about it, though, is that regardless of his sound quality, we wanted to use it as a springboard for the for the uh, podcast. But to my knowledge, um, homie did not retweet us. Right. Yeah, that's big. Yeah, and that's rough because I think he has something like 35,000 followers or something. So at the very least, you, you expect 500 to, to 2,000 people maybe to at least check out the first part of, part of the podcast. So that was real disappointing. I'm sure he has his reasons. I'm sure those reasons are gay as fuck. But you know, <laughs> it's not his own. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing, too, because, you know, with this show, man, we've had people on that uh, we really respect and people we look up to and whatnot. And, um, like, people, I'm surprised they did the show. Like, you know, because to me, the show will forever be a part time thing me and my wife do. Yes. In the, in the spare bedroom of our apartment. Yes. And 
no matter how it seems to other people, I can never get a big head about it because I have to go my fucking ass to work tomorrow. Said that period. So <laughs> you never Monday see- through Friday, just like y'all. So, but I do always wonder, like, would they come on my show and let me? say and do the shit I want to and it is a nerve wracking thing because there's a thin line between pissing somebody off who the world normally kisses their ass yeah. and, and, and getting that interview and wanting them to that feel like it was a good experience it's a very thin line you know yes it is Um. alright so the other person on the show you heard him before and then you probably listened to his podcast uh, matter of fact, did I? I did say filling the lanes was the first podcast, right? Yes, All right, sir. just in case people forgot. Um, but uh, it's sex, sports, and sneakers. Oh wait, sports, sex, and sneakers. I yeah. say sex, sports, sneakers. I that, know that's man. the importance of it. I mean, I go by sex first. Like, why would you put yes. sex in any sentence that didn't start with sex? Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and then and then you work out, then you put on your sneakers. That's right, your exactly. Goals. That's right. right but, you know, I, I will change that after this show. It will be sex sports. And sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always call it. I don't mean to, to badger the name. I'm sorry, babes. <laughs> Get that attention right away. Yes. You know, <laughs> like oh, sex. What was what was the rest of that? I don't know. I'm interested. Me either. We was having sex on the bars, and she had sneakers. That's all I remember. <laughs> so, hey, that TLC album should have been called Sexy Crazy Cool, huh? I would have paid more yes, attention, yes. y'all. A lot you know what more. I'm saying? Yes. Um, never put crazy first. Of course, I'm gonna ignore that. But um, <laughs> he, he has a sports, sex, and sneakers podcast, and sports, sex, and sneakers, and other shit as his blog. Um, and he's been on the show before. Yes. Um, it's Trojan Scooter on on Twitter. Um, but since he's a grown ass man, and we both grown ass men today, uh, Kareem right now. So what's <laughs> up, Kareem? What uh, what's going on, Rod and Cameron? Just sitting around. Uh, trying to not be as professional today and just have a great ass time and be a little more ratchet That's it. <laughs> no doubt dude um now uh i still have uh more questions because we talked to both of these guys well we talked to uh kareem before mm-hmm. and we kind of interviewed him about some things that should, should be mentioned in this podcast uh so he can stay ratchet yeah but i do have more questions for my man uh trilly d williams aka Trill Mazeroski. AKA um, pass me the gold comb. As AKA pass me my gold comb. <laughs> AKA Walt Frazier. AKA Walt Frazier. Um, AKA, AKA Shaba Banks. I got a trill load of girls. <laughs> <laughs> so um now the other thing, man, when you doing the show, man, um do, I remember back in the day and I I don't think I've actually specifically named the site or I don't know, we say so much on the show. But we used to collaborate for this uh, website that we were trying to get off the ground about sports and talking about the media and whatnot from uh, the outside angle and you know or trying to have a more un- unbiased point of view and put the media to task. Um, do you feel like this podcast is the fruition of those conversations? Because I always enjoyed those conversations that we had as a crew. You know, even if it was like. Well, we're supposed to be talking about the sections and the layout of the, of the magazine. By the end, we would end up talking about, you know, uh, you know, was Walt Frazier's fro the best fro in sports or some shit like that. <laughs> so, and it was. Yeah. So do you feel like the podcast is, the you know, kind of easy to do because it's just like those same conversations? I do think it's easy to do. You know, we do put in a serious prep. And I think that's the one thing that maybe we underestimated when we tried to do the print site. 
um, is just how much hard work it is behind the scenes. And I'm sure that you're familiar with that with the podcast. You know, you, you have to you have to really invest yourself in it. And um, I think that the on-air chemistry comes natural because of the fact that we are familiar with each other, whether by phone or in person. And we've had those conversations a million times. And that's what makes it fun because you look at some of these scripted TV shows um, and the sports talk is either really contrived, like Stuart Scott being like, you know, booyah, take it to the house, shorty getting mad fierce and all that. <laughs> you either got that or you got like a really rigid format. And this is just how you like to discuss sports. It's a back and forth kind of thing. Sometimes tempers are raised a little bit. Sometimes people disagree. Sometimes people slip in re references to the wire or to their relationships. Um, and to me, that seems more natural. And all of the people are informed. That's the thing. Rick knows college basketball and high school basketball as well as anybody I've ever met. You know, um, Chi used to play D1 football, knows football. He's very insightful when it comes to football. And he's, and he's a New York type of dude. He's a New York dude. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> he always lets you know he's a Brooklyn dude first and a New York dude second. And he's he's got that black man anger, that 40-year-old, I don't give a fuck, and I've been mad at white people for a long time, and I'm going to say something about it now, anger. <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, um, Nick Nick knows uh, he has a wide berth of knowledge about sports and he's certainly opinionated and he's got that white guy uh, arrogance. Mm -hmm. you know, he's got that sense of entitlement where he wants to run the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then um you know his boy um Rick's boy Jay Hen knows football very well. So these are these are also knowledgeable people as well as funny people. So yeah, it's cool. It's real cool. I hope you enjoy it. I know you've listened to it. Yeah. Um you know, and I hope people are enjoying it, and, and I think we have a good thing going, and hopefully we can grow it. Yeah, this is the first time two number one podcasts in that category that I know of have ever been on the same show in Podomatic, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah. Actually, I, actually just happened with you and Player Hater, remember? Player Hater, was, he's always number one, too? Yeah, he's number one in the his category, because I'm in the same one with him. So, oh, okay. Well, shit, then, I guess. This show, you was, you, it was two one, number ones again. Oh, well, I guess it's no big deal then anymore, you know, because once you're number one, I mean, I'm sure y'all have experienced it, man. Once you get to the top, I mean, what is there really to look down and say anymore? But, um, <laughs> just watch the throne part two. I'm going to call it watch the song. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, and the thing that I like about the uh, sports conversations, too, man, is. Sometimes you guys do chide each other. You know, you guys will go in and, and shoot a dig in there. And everybody's really aware of it. And they seem to be able to take it in stride. Like, I, like even when it gets, it could be heated. Literally one minute. And then the next minute is back to jokes. Which is cool. I think, and I, do you think that comes from the message boards, man? Because SOHH is a pretty vicious message board. I didn't know it. Because I only was on that message board for a long time. But once I got to other message boards, I was like, wow, these people treat each other like human beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I think that's true. But really, more than anything, I think it's because of the mutual respect that people have for each other. And, um, and beyond that, it's the maturity. Um, and I say maturity to be kind. But if I'm going to be realistic and unkind, it's just really because Rick um, and Chi are like 54 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like, even when they insult you it's like some outdated 1960s slang so you just think they got some new new hip slang they're talking or it's like you know with rick i'm like oh that's some country shit or with, with chi i'm like oh that's some of that african shit you know so <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, I love when y'all go in on each other. It, you know, a no homo. But um, the uh, the other thing too, man. I, I'll close out with this about speaking about the show. But man, I I tweet about the show because I love interacting with y'all. And when I see that, uh, you know, something y'all say is either funny or something, I I think it's it's good to tell people like, man, this shit is funny. Why the fuck aren't you listening to it? And there's nothing better than like quoting somebody like, yo, this motherfucker just said blah blah blah, right? Yeah. So um. The only problem I have is I can't shout out any dude's money shot. I can't say, ah. yo, that was a real good money shot to close out the show. Because I, it just, I mean, as open-minded as I try to be, that's the one level where I'm like, I get a little homophobic, man. I can't, like, no, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'll be like, final me, closing thought or something. I never yeah. would type money shot. No, to me, when dude. I think money shot, I think porn. I'm sorry. Right, yeah, I can't. That's the only money shots that I think of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, it is it is funky. I, I'll agree with you. I don't know how it um evolved <laughs> into a permanent into a mainstay on the podcast because like it started off as we were joking, you know, when we were getting our legs under us the first few podcasts. They said, "What are we gonna call this part?" We couldn't figure anything out. Someone just blurted out "money shot," and I think at the moment, you know, maybe a couple people on the podcast have been drinking, so somebody was like, "Yeah, that'll be it," you know. Yeah. Right. Okay, that's cool for the first episode, but then it just kind of stuck around, you know. It's like. <laughs> Like one of those members of your crew where you're like, yo, he smells like doo-doo and he never checks in forty. Why is he always included in the and when we get out, when we get together? Why is he always hitting, you know, from my bag of weed when he's never contributed? Somehow it just stuck around though. You know, those cats are just find their way into your life and they never leave. And we need maybe to rethink the money shot. Cause when people are like, yo, that was a great money shot, I'm like, yeah, he really came on people with that one, huh? <laughs> Yo, that money he shot hit me him. right in the face, yes, son. right was, in the eye. Kind of stung a little bit there. Like, and the thing is, I don't want to discredit, disparage the money shot, because those are some of the most profound thoughts, okay, period. Like, not yeah. just on the show, but in, in sports, period. Like, uh, it's kind of like what the people at Sports Reporters think they're doing when they go do their closing thoughts. Oh, but it's not, yeah. Yeah, but this shit is actually more poignant, more personal, more real, uh... You know, and, and there's times where I've either been uh, moved to uh, like laughing so hard mm-hmm. that I was that I, my eyes were watering to ones that were so personal, my eyes were watering. You know, but I'm a man, so didn't nothing come out. Cause <laughs> you know what I'm saying, real men don't cry like that. And I was at work too, so I can't be crying at my desk. But it, <laughs> but it was, but it's real shit. So I, I but it's funny because I can't be like, yo, that was a very touching money shot, man. It really touched me. Oh, wait a minute. Why is everybody, why is everybody <laughs> sending all away. these? Right. I can't get all these tweets with Pauls in them. You know what I mean? Hey, but, you know, the most intimate money shots um, mean that they really got inside you, bro. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was an internal money shot. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? But to be serious, I remember back when I was in college and I, I had a talk with a friend of mine who I really respected a lot. His name was Doran Tossi. And I think he's a reporter now for a, a local Philly paper. Really smart, decent human being. And we used to talk about sports and politics. And we had this idea we used to joke about called regular guys do it better. Pause. Um, and it was the idea that you need common people. When I say common, I don't mean that in any way other than that they are of the earth, of the street, of the community. And regular people talk about sm- sports in smarter ways. They talk about politics in, in wiser ways, and they talk about society in wiser ways because they're actually out there living. Right. And that's what I love about the show. Rick is, 
you know, a chiropractor. I don't think he minds me shouting that out. You know, um, Nick has his production job, you know, she has his corporate hustle. I'm out here as a jack of all trades. Yes. And so we're regular people who used to play sports and who talk shit. And that's better to hear than somebody who's been, um, it's sort of like with The Wire when David Simon was like, you know, the problem is these people have never met any of the people they write about. And that's right. why The Wire stands out as a show that gets involved. Because these are, these are real stories about real people. And when you lose touch, when you're on ESPN or writing the columns for the New York Times or what have you, you're making enough money that you're so far removed from what people are saying in bar rooms and sitting around and on podcasts that your opinion kind of sounds stale and out of touch. And that's kind of how Therese, uh column read, too. Right. You know, it, it was like, what the hell is he even talking about, actually? You know, this sounds like they just got some random dude out of academia or some dork off the street who never watched football and said, yo, write some shit. And he went and did it. And I feel like we're the opposite of that. And that's why I hope we do grow, but I hope we don't lose touch with the fact that we came together so that we're that kind of voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, I definitely think once you start getting paid to say shit, it's a whole another ball of wax, dude. Because then it becomes, are you being paid to be you or are you getting paid to say certain shit and that's uh, right. that's a choice that everybody has to make and that's some tough shit man when somebody's like alright um, you can go out here and go against the BCS if you want to but we also have 12 BCS games on our station in the next month so go ahead you know say what you speak your mind but, but no you will be fired if yes. you fuck up so no you will not be broadcasting none of these games <laughs> Um, all right, let's let's get into some some of the actual introducing the show because we we talked a lot, but what you guys should know if you're listening, check out filling the lanes, man. It's on it's on Podomatic, um, it's on iTunes. It's really good. Why? When have I ever scared you off? Um, all right, this is the Black Guy Test Podcast. Yes, it is. And uh, as you should know, you can find us all kinds of places. You can go on iTunes, Facebook. Automatic and Stitcher Radio, but you can also go to theblackouttips.com where I actually just posted my latest uh, random thoughts blog. You know, I do those. I've been doing about once a month. I need to step it up, but uh, I do a lot of shit, man. Yeah, <laughs> Claire, told I, I don't care what nobody said. You got ADHD when it comes to a lot of this stuff. But uh, I got, uh, I, I put up the latest, uh, the latest ones that you can find out. All sorts of uh, interesting random thoughts, job. like uh, number five on my random thoughts. Uh, the secret ingredient in my recipe for making tender ribs is to let the ribs listen to Drake for two hours before grilling. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you won't find that shit on the cooking channel. Rachel Ray don't know about Drake like no, that. No, she don't. Um, what else we got here? I got another one that says... Um, Whoever came up with no such thing as a dumb question obviously didn't have a Twitter account. I know it's so. Yeah, you know? yeah. Little things like that. We can all relate to, and you can go read the rest for yourself. Um, while you're there, you can vote in our polls. We have a poll for every single episode. Every single one. Um, you can go in there and tell us how you feel. You leave a comment. We read them on Saturdays when we do our feedback episode. Yep, yep. Um, you can also leave comments directly on the blog. Uh, you can... Uh, Donate to the show. You can do single donations, one-time donations. You can go to our store. Yes. Uh, wear wear my face on your ass. That's what we think you should do. Yes. Put our faces on your ass. That's all we're saying. Put it on your chest. Um, and uh, yes. let and us the tip while they at it. Right. And let us know if you want something in the store because we will create whatever it is that we can create. Like today, somebody asked for a uh, a shirt that said "Be Your Own Radio" because we constantly say that mm-hmm. people need to be their own radio. Stop bitching about hip hop. Stop bitching yeah. about 
talk radio. Go find you some shit. Get on the internet. Find you something that you can dig with. And there's, there's good shit out there. Yeah. Like, like Trill just said, you know, the common people can do this shit too and they do it much better yeah um so yeah definitely go check that out uh when you go to the store um and uh what else can they do at the site can they can join the forums i guess yes follow us on twitter i'm at rodimus prime i'm say that again that is d-a-t and i'm sorry y'all my voice lit off i'm I'm stopped up with a cold yeah karen is fighting through sickness yes it's like jordan's flu game right now karen you're killing me Don't worry, I'll help you to the bench. Thank you. Um, and the uh, to contact us when we do the feedback show, you can call the show, 704-557-0186. But this week, there won't be a feedback show. No, they will not. Yeah, so. we're going to break some disappointing news for those of y'all that have not been, been paying attention on Twitter. You got today, and you got Thursday, and damn it, we off for a week. <laughs> yeah, we're celebrating our anniversary uh, at the end of this week, so we're just gonna chill mm-hmm. um, and enjoy each other's company. I eat fuck, and then of course <laughs> the official <laughs> the official weapon of the show is the taser, and the unofficial sport is it's bullet ball and bullet ball extreme. Yes, sir. And I don't think it's a secret that married people have sex, is it? I hope Other not. than my parents. I know they never had sex. Whatever. Whatever. I, 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 told you, I, I, I can't hear that you. That right is now. a lie. Mama is an angel. She is a, <laughs> she is a saint. Don't ever try to insult my mom like this on the air again. I told him they got down too high. He no. think he show up on the scene. The stork? A, a stork baby. I'm a, I've told you this many times. Ah, I'm a stork I don't baby. believe that. How did the angel get married pregnant? Exactly. <laughs> you believe that? Um... <laughs> Of course, this episode is sponsored, uh, which is the best kind of episode. Yes, it is. Uh, in honor of our recent 50th episode sponsor, Ship. This is from Shadow Out Productions, not me. Um, milestone. That's right. They had a milestone of sponsoring over 50 episodes of the Black Guy Tips. Yes, thank you, Shadow Out. Shadow Productions is giving y'all 10% off of all to all the podcast fans. All of y'all out there. So for the next, and I guess now it's no longer seven days, it's more like five days or three days. Thursday. Y'all got to the Thursday to to do this. But you can get 10% off of anything there. They got DVDs. Uh, Of course, they have audio plays. They have movies and downloadable stuff. Um, But yeah, go check them out. Um, It's funny. All you need to know is the code. And it's the same code that I use and have been using for years when I talk about crazy people. Mm -hmm. And the code is cray cray. That's right. That's right. It's all underscore, you know, all one word, no underscore, no space, all lowercase, cray cray. That's right. I won't be posting this one on the site, so you would have to listen to one of these two podcasts to know this code. So it's only for real fans, I guess. That's right. But it's 10% off, and you can even get the audio play that Karen and I started in. Yes, sir. Directing shit. Yes, and you was directing shit. I was I was director still, yes. and I was directing shit. And I was the assistant. I, and I add all kinds of stuff to his backstory that doesn't make it, but you can tell ah, from my ah. voice in the audio play that clearly I had issues going on. Yes, you did you know? a lot of them. Um, <laughs> all right, man. <laughs> Just don't forget to go to shadowdogproductions.com because uh, they give us money. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into some topics because I wanted to talk. Now, both of you guys cover sports on your shows, correct? Yes. All right. I want to talk about Cam Newton. Okay. Uh, it was a big story last week about Cam Newton because um, the owner of the Charlotte Panthers, 
or Carolina Panthers as y'all call them. But they are. They in our city, bitch. Um, but the owner Jerry Richardson uh, told Cam. Oh, he talked about it in a press in a our interview with PBS. Okay. Uh, on this show that nobody watches. I mean, let's be honest. No. Sports fans and education mm, that don't go together. Yeah. No. no, come on. But um, but he made a comment that did kind of find his way into the sports uh, cycle. He basically said that he told Cam Newton not to get any tattoos. Okay. All right. Now, um, he probably, my opinion on this is he shouldn't have said anything. But I'm not so much against him telling Cam Newton not to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he got a, he showed off a little bit when he was like, yeah, I told that nigga not to get them tattoos, not to get this you know check, what? bitch. And, and now, not, my thing is that that's a private conversation that they had. Right. And if, even if he told him that, that's not something that should have been brought to the public life. Now, have either one of you guys heard about this story? Well, I know Phil and Elaine, y'all talked about it already. Yeah. Uh, Trojan Scooter, you, uh, y'all talked about yeah, it? I, I heard about it um, through the Morning Jones with Beaumont Jones. Okay. Uh, first, Kareem, what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts is that, like you said, he shouldn't have told nobody. That was a private conversation. Hmm? You know, that should have stayed behind the door. And, you know, he's showing off essentially. Because, I mean, he is the employer, so he has the right to say, hey, I want you to look a certain way and try not to get tattooed. But when you get up there and be like, yeah, I told him don't get no tattoos, you might as well say you was standing on the podium back in the day when they brought about 12 slaves. And you just like, I want that one over there. He better not have no marks on him either. He's just talking as if, you know, I pay you. Well, I guess you pay. I own you. You're going to do what I say. Right. No. So you think maybe you should have checked the inside of his teeth to see how strong he was? I ain't going all that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Trill Farrell? <laughs> it was it was weird, man. And you know, I don't I don't know. I, I want to resist saying he was on some slave master shit and getting too extreme. But at the same time, at the very least, he was on some. I own the company, and I want the cleanest Ben Vereen looking Negro on my Uncle Ben's box. Um, <laughs> I don't. I just didn't understand why he would go public saying that. In light of the fact that one, he has all kinds of players who have tatted up on his team, and two, you know, I was walking yesterday. I made this point on our podcast, but when I was walking down the street yesterday, I saw a grown forty-something-year-old woman with her kids, and she had her chest and arms done. The tattoos are not as taboo as they used to be, man. No, you know, not. I just don't get what the big deal is if a football player has a tattoo now that we have dorks walking around with sleeves and their legs done you know his, uh, people expect him to have tattoos who cares and he's not a little boy right you know i know he's only like what 21 yeah 20, something like that 21 but i mean come on he talked to him like he was a 12 year old he like he gave him a jolly ranch after with him pat him on the head <laughs> he found a quarter behind his ear he's like <laughs> all right sir. now karen what do you think um, I think uh, with Trio, I agree, but also I think it's a culture thing, and it's not only with it's not only um, a race thing. I think it's an age thing because when you talk to most older people about tattoos, uh, man, you starting to fight because they're like, I don't know why them youngsters be getting them damn tattoos. Like they don't understand why people get them. They don't comprehend why people get them. They think it's a waste of time. I don't have a problem with tattoos. I think um, it's his choice. If he wants to get them, he can get them wherever he wants to. It's not like he has a corporate job that will affect his employment. 
Well, for the record, one, I've worked with people at Corporate Jobs with tattoos, but for the record, Jerry Richardson is old as shit. Like, he's yes. so old, he's on yes. his second heart, and that's not a joke. That's literal. Yes, when, when like, you deal with older people, they don't believe in that tattoo. Um, but I would, I will say this, man. Um, for our market, the Charlotte market, um, I think it does matter. Yes, it does. Like, and I don't know how much it matters, though, because that's really the big question here is how much... It, like does it matter if he has tattoos or not I don't think Cam Newton's about to come here and start winning anytime soon I think it'll no. be a few years if that happens uh, so I don't think he's gonna get like some people like if he just goes out there and wins they'll love him regardless yeah that's a big ass if I don't know if you've seen the, the product on the field the defense, mate, you know I, yeah. I, I, I watch the preseason games Nigga, we suck. Right. I don't know. What about that, though? People understand. Right. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. We have a new coach. We got changes. We got new coordinators. It's a lot of changes going on here. I, if we go 8-8, eight and eight, I will be shocked. This right. is just me for being a True Panthers fan. And my thing is that the, the fan base here is so conservative. And the yes. thing that kind of makes me upset is that we want to be big time like the big cities. But we don't want to make the choices that the big city make. When I mean that, when you talk about teams like Philadelphia, teams like New England, teams like um, a lot of the teams that are normally at the top, at the top are consistently they cut folks. We paid Jake DeLong all that fucking money instead of saying get the hell out of town, Jake. This is just me being a fan. I'm sorry, I'm going on this tangent. Yeah, no, but, go ahead, um, talk shit about the fans. I don't care. And um, that that makes me mad when they pay him that much money versus telling him to get the hell on. And then what also makes me mad is that we want to win, but we don't, we won't, we are not willing to do whatever it takes. Like, we won't get a Michael Vick when Michael Vick was out there. Why? Because he was too much controversy. I knew they was going to get um, Cam, but the thing is that I knew somebody had to sit Jerry Richardson down and say, hey, if you don't pick him, people ain't coming to the games. Like, it was a money decision for him. Because I, my personal opinion, I really think that if it, if it was all him, he wouldn't have picked him. Because we deal with people with no controversy. We like you clean. We like you with no problems. But you're not trying to be funny. Always clean cut. Don't always win games. Um. Well, here's what I wanted to add, though. Uh, I think Jerry Richardson is in tune with his market. Whether, like, now is it right to say some shit like you can't get tattoos or I don't want you to? No, not really. It's actually pretty fucked up. Is he right that people will perceive him a certain way because of those tattoos in Charlotte, North Carolina? Absolutely. In in in, in South Carolina, which is thirty minutes away from the arena, absolutely. They will have negative things to say about a black quarterback with tattoos. It's not just the fact that he's black. It's not simply racism. It's only one level up from racism. It's like we'll accept blackness. But a certain type of blackness. And right. I, I'm my class. Yeah, and I right. don't know if that's a down south thing, but me as being like a true football fan, it pisses me the hell off that you have these people that make these decisions and make these choices that, in my opinion, as a fan, don't got shit to do with football. I want to win. Well, it's money. It's how you sell something. Because on the low, they were able to basically get Julius Peppers out of town. Um, Which I think was a mistake. By turning the market against him. Yes, they did. Quite quickly, like it, I mean, I think race plays a factor in that because yeah, they're looking at him that. and they're like, "Oh, this nigga looks sad all the time. He don't like being in this city. He don't love our city back." But they didn't take <laughs> consideration the changes. They didn't take they didn't take consideration that when they came to him and tried to pay him, he said no because he said I didn't perform. He came back the next year, outperformed his contract. They wanted to give him the same amount of money. He said no. I mean, I mean, like well, like, this. Is, 
well, that's what I'm trying to say, though, Karen, is they understand the market and how to manipulate the fans because the fans just ate that shit up. Nobody cares about Jerry Pepper's perspective here. Period. Oh, I, I see people today who will watch a Chicago Bears game and watch and watch every single uh, person who does NFL analysis call him the best defensive end in the game. And then they'll those same fans will be like, I'm fucking glad he's out of Charlotte. And I'm glad and I'm glad to be overpaid. This other motherfucker who doesn't look sad. You know what I'm saying? So that's the game. But um And, and I get and me as that's a fan that's Go ahead. I just said that's crazy. I, I I just don't understand this whole perception thing when it comes to professional teams because the South is so big on college football mm-hmm. and they don't seem to have that big of trouble with um, college football players who, you know, their scandals break weekly. Yeah. Um, it's a, there's an attitude as long as we win and I'm happy, you know. Well, as long as they're not getting paid. Yeah, too. They, yeah, they free. Yeah, so that is, that is true. They are on the farm, but damn. I mean, you, you really think if they brought in a few people with tattoos to the Panthers, if they won 12 games, would they really care? I don't think oh, it's no. I don't think it's the actual per position. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's actual quarterback. I really think it's only quarterback. Yeah, okay. And I, my, and I only think it's because he's black, too. I don't think it's because... Uh, I don't think he told Jimmy Clausen that shit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he ever told Jake DeLone that shit. Um, that's, this is my theory. I don't know for sure. But uh, I, I think he sat down Cam Newton because he thinks that one, he's black, and that's affecting everything. And then two, uh, if you get get a tattoo as a black person down here as a quarterback, you're not going to be as good a representative as you can be for my for my um, thing. But go ahead, Kareem. I'm sorry. No, that I was going to say because I know um, I saw Jamel Hill tweet about it, and she said that uh, you know that whole what you just said about him him being the quarterback. That it's not about. Uh, it's not necessarily race. It's just the fact that he's the quarterback. The quarterback is the face of the franchise, and you pay him the most, so you want him to look a certain way. But you want to market him to as many markets as you can. Like the one thing about Tom Brady that makes him so appealing, or um, Peyton Manning, for example, that you can use them in a variety of settings when it comes to the corporate world. You can go and talk to Sony and say, we want we want you to use Peyton, or you can tell Gillette you want them to use Tom Brady because you know they seem like the quote unquote American all American guy. So it it really boils down to like um, perception and how the team wants to portray that person. Also, these articles, these uh, topics often become polarizing because it's extremes. Like there's right. no there's no extreme to this. Like. Yes, it's partially because he's black. Yes, it's because he's also partially because he's quarterback. Because people were trying to be like, is it race or is it? No, it's a little bit of both, man. Like, right. if, if he was white, then this conversation probably never even fucking comes up. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but, I'm sure, like, I'm sure Matt Jones, when he was playing for the Jaguars, I'm sure he has a tattoo or two, uh, right. one or two tattoos. But, you know. Right. They needed to talk to him about that that coat though. They were, that was a different. <laughs> that was a different conversation. Um, all right, and then uh, the other thing, man, this happened today. I, do you guys watch the Little League World Series at all? No. Nah. I catch bits and pieces on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I, I don't watch that shit. Um, one, I, I'm just not a baseball fan. And shit, when they be losing, you don't need no cameras in the kids' face. That's embarrassing. I'm serious. That's embarrassing. <laughs> parents cutting a monkey and shit on national television. I don't want to see that shit. I be like, what the hell is this? They take that too, too much to heart. 
Yo, um, man, some other countries be bringing in kids who look like they're 25 and shit. I ain't that's got time. Oh, steroids and stuff. What the hell is that face? You know what bothers me, though, more than any of that shit? I was watching it with, I was doing my fantasy football draft, and uh, everybody else in this draft is white, white dudes. And um, we're doing this draft. It is, isn't it very ironic? I literally did an all-black league yesterday. Yes. And today, I'm, and, anyway. But, um, and today you went to the opposite spectrum. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I told a line. Um, I'm a day walker. So, um, yeah, that, they're, watching, they're watching the end of this, uh, of this game. And I think it's like California against like... Japan or something? Yeah, or? Japan. No, no, Japan is normally always good. Okay, man. When the the American kids won, these motherfuckers got this is the most nationalistic I have ever heard. These ones, they're like, get the fuck out of here. That's right, America, bitch. And I was sitting there like, what? Where did that come from? They are kids, literally. No, and, and, kids. No, and, and a lot of that is, I think, their parents take it too seriously and they push that down to their children right. and so they've seen their parents and you gonna win you gonna win you know no whole bars and so when they do win it becomes them mimicking the craziness and the stupidity a lot of times of their parents so you think the fans mimic the because the kids no, seemed no. okay yeah i'm yeah. talking about the the people in this room with me like could not these motherfuckers don't even really watch baseball like that yeah. The second somebody from America beats somebody from somebody else, somewhere else, this shit got a little, a little uncomfortable for me. Yes. And Thank I, God they weren't playing a team from Africa. Yes. <laughs> yes, that would been even worse. And a lot of times, what people realize, uh, it also depends on the uh, sport. It's the biggest part. Because mm. a lot of people... Yeah, like, if it was basketball and it was uh, a dream team, a that shit, shit. Yeah. They wouldn't even that vote. They wouldn't even been on TV. So a lot of times, <laughs> it would be on, on TV. The sport. No, it would have been on, but y'all would have been watching it. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. They would I had to... Like, I hate when basketball comes on with my white friends. I got to be like, hey, dog, hey, hey. It's a game on. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what do y'all think about it? Uh, Trill, what do you think about the nationalism they put behind this World Series shit, man? Is it weird to you? Creepy at all? Yeah, but all of this shit is weird to me. I don't understand nationalism and xenophobia, probably because, you know, I'm black. And so I grew up always feeling like I'm kind of an American, but, you know, only when it's convenient to the people who want to unite with me in that moment. Right. But, but yeah, you know, nationalism bugs me out because it's the most irrational shit ever. It's, it's like, um, it's like the, the, the LA riots and shit. That's what nationalism is. It's incoherence and anger and happiness all messed into one. And I remember when, um, homeboy got killed, Osama, mm-hmm. um, I'm out here, like, you know, I came out to the Midwest to do grad school, and right outside my house, like, a hundred people gathered in the street, and there was fireworks, cars rolling by, cars were yelling Damn! At me, Are you serious? Cars, yeah. People were screaming and dancing and shit, they were chanting USA and shit, and, um, that's just some form of insanity. It's like, um, it's like, uh, when you go to Pentecostal church and people catch the Holy Ghost, man, and start speaking in tongues. Or um, when you do primal scream therapy and shout your trauma out so you feel better about your life. Or when you drink a, a 40 and smoke a blunt. You know, I don't right. know. These <laughs> coping mechanisms. And I don't know if the people in that room with you were mad because they got beat by some Indians in a spelling bee back in the day. 
Some Chinese dude in, in the shop didn't give them extra duck sauce with their to-go order. <laughs> but, right. That sounds like a real pent-up problem. Yeah, no, no number two shrimp. They got upset. I feel crazy. It felt crazy because I had no idea this, this was lurking underneath anything. Like, it, it just went because I wasn't actually watching the TV. I was concentrating on how I was going to take their money again this year. And then, boom, all of a sudden, it erupted. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, did, did, like, uh, did we finally get Japan back for Pearl Harbor? Like, no, and, and was, did they replay the A-bomb again? I, <laughs> like, what the I, fuck just happened? And I think it's also a culture thing because, like, most black people, they go, eh, it's baseball. Right. You know, like, like our culture, you know, okay, they killed us on Bin Laden. Okay. What about you, Kareem, man? What do you think about nationalism, especially in contrast with these children playing baseball? It's just so fucking weird, but go ahead, man. It is it, it, really weird. Um... Like, whenever I logged on to Xbox Live, I would see them, you know, like, watch live. U.S. versus, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not watching no damn Little League. It's a little kid. They supposed yeah. to be out there having fun. And, like, you know, they'll show a highlight, and you see the parent just cheering really, really hard. And you're like, you know what? You too invested into this. Yeah, like, I, I feel for the kid. And while you were talking, Rod, I thought of something like, could you imagine if one of those kids was Felder's kid? <laughs> you talking about my man in the bleachers? Yes, Felder. Like, could you imagine if his son was oh, out he'd be, there? He'd be he on the with no shirt on. Right. Chewing tobacco. His mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and live tweeting it. Yo, my boy's at the back. Look at him. He 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 I got the talk. What the fuck, son? <laughs> yeah, no, I, fu- I fuck with Felder because I don't, I think Felder would never let race limit anything in his life because he oh, just no, don't he believe. Oh no, he don't believe in that. No, like no, he just, no, I don't no. think he doesn't believe in race. He just doesn't believe in his ability to limit him from doing any oh, no, activity. He can do anything which he chooses to do. Now, he damn it, he gonna do it and he don't give a damn. Felder be like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go camping with all these white people. Fuck it, I'll be like, whoa. That is the start of every movie I don't like. Yes, but I die first. No, thank you. Um, all right, man. Um, now this it has a very small sports relationship, but to this random thought, but uh, Pat Summit was just uh, diagnosed with like early onset dementia, which is like the beginning stages to uh, eventually Alzheimer's. Um, and I was thinking about Alzheimer's, and you know how Jay Z, who's like forty right now, so, um. He doesn't write anything down. What would happen if he got early onset dementia or Alzheimer's or any type of brain, like any type of thing that afflicted his brain? Because I mean, this dude can't, like, he doesn't write anything down. Like, will he be in the studio and all of a sudden he starts spitting rhymes from like Reasonable Doubt? You know, like, how would that affect his brain? Because it makes you, like, you know, not really able to remember or think, uh, you know, you lose track of when you said something and what you said and what happened in this period of time. Like, I I wonder, like, what would happen, man? Like, would he be ready to release Bleach? I thought you knew. He already he already actually was diagnosed with early onset Alzheimer's. <laughs> no. Yeah, yo, he forgot about Dame Big. Oh! oh real quick. <laughs> yo, he didn't forget about Beans, though, because he, he, that why, why I still love you. Is, he, good God. Yeah, oh. um, I can see him now in the studio. They be like, yo, hold, spit your verse. He just bobbing his head, you know. <laughs> hold, spit your verse. Say what? Hold, switch bird. <laughs> turn, turn my headphones up. Turn my headphones up. <laughs> Did we already turn them up? That's as loud as they can go. Turn them up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he's like rap is a skill that ne- doesn't necessarily have to decrease with age. But I guess your memory could. But 
technically, I guess Jay Z could be rapping until he's like fucking seventy. Yeah, it could happen, and and every time I thought like, yeah, he's gonna have to retire when he gets to this late age. He just kept going, so it's gonna be if he gets any type of brain disease, it's a it's a wrap for that dude. Yes, it is. Um, all right, man. So y'all heard about planking, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So y'all know about planking. Uh, have y'all seen the new shit called Batmaning? Yes. What? Okay, Batmaning is when you <laughs> take your feet. And put them on top of some sort of ledge and hang upside down and then have someone take a picture of you. Huh? Why the hell would you do that? Uh, Why would you plank? That I mean, sounds dangerous. Uh, I plank all the time in my fucking bed. <laughs> that's the safest place to be. I do it every damn day, people. So, yeah, so basically, like, you go from laying flat on stuff to hanging people by their toes. I think the next step in this is lynching. And I'm on, I'm on to you, white people. You are, you almost got one buzz, but I'm on to y'all, man. I know the trick. None of it. Yeah, trying that's, to... some, that's, yeah, that's some white people shit. But I was actually just about to say that that Batman and sound like some white people shit, man. Yeah, they trying to bring. They actually have a group on Facebook for Batmany, and uh, it's got way too many members. And they're definitely trying to bring back lynching, in my opinion. So y'all watch out for the next couple phases. Cause it's gonna get closer and closer to just like, what are they doing to that dude from that tree? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what, Rod? They're just like with the you remember uh, the Confederate tag. Yeah. And if, if you on Facebook and you see one of your friends in the Batman group, you might not want to hang with them no more. Right. Nope. Yes. They, they they might be thinking about. I wonder what would happen if I got some rope and I right. find his head. You know. <laughs> it's like this is Batman to the extreme, extreme Batman. You tie this noose around your neck. Thank um, you. Now, uh, yo, you know what though? <laughs> it's wild because because you know, black people get this rep like with Cam Newton and the tattoos. I feel like white people always secretly laughing at black people. Like you see, now they're all getting tattoos. Right. You know, they're, now they like spinners. It's just mindless. But it's always white people like planking, doing the macarena, doing the electric slide. Like they follow the worst tackiest thing. <laughs> yes, they the do. Fuck is this Batman and shit, man? Come on. Yeah, we get the curse of being cool, man. You know they laugh at our coolness, but they gonna want to do it too. Um, all right. So y'all, um, I don't know if you, you know, if you if you go on Twitter as much as we do, uh, probably it's impossible. But um, we when when I was on there, I want to say it was this Thursday. There was uh, the anniversary of Aaliyah's death. Yes. The R&B singer Aaliyah. Yes. Um, and a lot of people were mourning her. Um, people were saying, I'm going to play her songs today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not one to celebrate death or memorialize death. Like, I, I, I'm i trying to start a trend where I just remember when people were born because it's easier that way. Like, I don't want to, I, I don't, because the second you give somebody some credit on the day they die, it's always got to be. Some motherfuckers to tell you why you shouldn't do that. Assholes, yes. So, right, yes. So we refer to those people as assholes, Karen. That's a good point. Um, so I saw a couple people making remarks about people who were celebrating Leah's death, like celebrating or memorializing her music yeah. and, and yeah. celebrating her life. And it was really weird to me because it, if, like, say, say Trill's uh, parent passed away or something. And he's like, okay, this is the anniversary of the day my mom died. And he goes to her casket or whatever, he goes to her funeral plot, and he puts some flyers, flowers down there. I would not walk over to this nigga and be like, 
Yeah, your mom's straight, but it ain't like she Jesus or nothing. Why don't you get off her dick and spit on the grave? Right. Like why? Like why do people feel the need to tell other people that Aaliyah wasn't that fucking good? Because I think with Twitter accounts, everybody thinks that they're more important than they fucking are. Sometimes people don't want to hear your opinion. Right. It wasn't like these people were soliciting opinions. Like, no, I wasn't. love Aaliyah. She, she was yes. special to me. Let this, them be. You know, these are people. That, you know, somebody's thirteen and that's some thirteen-year-old girl. At that time, and they're a big Aaliyah fan, and she yeah. dies. It might mean something to them, yeah. no matter how trivial it is to you. That's right. It may mean something to them. So it's very weird to me to think that someone needs to step in and tell them how. Like it's not like these people walk around like Aaliyah's the greatest person of all time. No. And even if they were, I don't need to correct them. And Fuck then, it. And Believe that. that. Where were you the day before or the day after, haters? Right. Yeah. Exactly. You yeah. only came on this day because your timeline <laughs> got flooded. Right, so um, you know, you guys are on Twitter somewhat, or social media, or if not, uh, you know, Facebook or something else. What do you guys think about uh, you know, people pissing on these people's morning parade? I guess as uh, a better, that's the best term I can think of. Kareem, what do you think, man? It, it's really fucked up because I I saw them tweets that you put out. And you're like, dude, you being an asshole. That, that was my thought. Like, yo, you might not like her music. That's fine, but. Let the other people play the music and say R.I.P. Because, you know, because it's showing respect. You don't have to go in and be an asshole all the time. Then again, people think if I tweet outrageous shit on certain days, I'm going to get my my followers up. You know, so I just look at some stuff and just be like, really? All right. Okay. I'm going to follow and keep going. I was basically like, let them cook. Let right. the Malia mourners cook, man. Leave them the fuck alone. What is it? What does it matter to you today of all days? This has to be the day you let everybody know Aaliyah's proper place in the R and B pantheon. Uh, what do you think about it, Trill? That's a tough one for me. I, obviously, when people go overboard, any extreme is too much for me. Right. But at the same time, I do understand one that the internet in general, when you have that sort of anonymity. Um, even if even if sometimes your name is attached to your Twitter account, nobody can reach you, and you just decide, well, I'm gonna talk that shit. I've been wanting to talk, you know. Um, but the other thing is, it's kind of like smokers. Um, I think when you're on Twitter, it's kind of like old school smokers versus non-smokers. When you're on Twitter and you put out, yo, Aaliyah died, R.I.P. Aaliyah. That's my baby girl. She was the greatest, better than Aretha Franklin. <laughs> you're like, I'm smoking. You know, and I'm allowed to smoke. And the non-smokers are like, yo, that smoke is getting over here, so I'm about to say some shit. <laughs> So they gotta come back and be like, hey, yo, fuck Aaliyah. <laughs> why, is, why is this? Why is Aaliyah in my face right now? Put that, keep that shit out of here, man. I'm unfollowing you. Uh, I don't care. I don't think. I don't think you should make fun of the dead. I think you gotta draw the line there. But there is this like inflation of Aaliyah's importance. I'll never forget when she died. One of the comments I saw on the internet was, first 9/11, now this," and that shit killed me, man. <laughs> That shit killed me. That's going too far, man. <laughs> well, that that's the thing for me, though, is um, to an extent, I'm like, okay, l- let's say you wanted to go in your own Twitter timeline and just shit on the uh, Aaliyah love, right? I get that. That's your timeline. Do what the fuck you want to do. I thought it was a little overboard for, you know, somebody is like, yeah, Aaliyah died today. It's sad. I'm going to go play her music. And then some nigga just comes in randomly like, yo, man, fuck her, man. She wasn't better than so-and-so. It's like, whoa. Like, nobody was saying that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, 
I think if you, and, and this happens all the time when we get in these internet debates, we think of the extremists. Mm-hmm. So it's easy, like we're, we're like like that comment that Walt just said. I would remember that forever. I'd be like, that shit was crazy. But I don't uh, think that uh, represents uh, nearly the majority of people that yeah. wanted to mourn her death. No, um, but when you mourning somebody, it's like the internet is like going into a fucking bar, man. Yeah, if yeah. you mourning somebody, you gonna bring your mother, cousin, sister, brother's memory into a bar to mourn it. You know, people are drunk in there. Right. <laughs> You know, you walk in the bar, you don't even have to say nothing if someone's going to come up to you and say something funky to you. So you know when you put it out in the bar that you, you have a thought about anything. You know, we're talking about this with Chi, right? Where you, you throw something out there and Chi will debate you for seriously 27 hours in a day. Oh, yeah, he is like that with Cornell West. Every time I bring him up, we do that. He'll create extra three hours. And that's what the internet is. They will create extra time out of their work schedule to tell you about Aaliyah, someone they don't even care about. Yeah. It's crazy, man. I just, I, I like, I guess my my main point was, what, like, what's wrong with being a bigger person? And I wouldn't say this to everybody because I do expect a certain amount of assholeism on the internet. Mm-hmm. But like, if somebody hits me up because they cool with me, they respect my opinion, blah blah blah, and then I tell them like, yeah, man, just let the motherfuckers cook, let it go. What? What's wrong? What's hard about? It's harder to. Is it really harder to leave the people alone? Like yes. that's what I, that's what my question is. Like, is it harder for that guy to to let something to just let to not do anything? Yes, because they want to be heard. Yes. Yeah, and they specifically heard by the people that they want to uh, attack. Kind yes, of. and and I'm and I agree with Children's Scooter. I think a lot of times it has to do with because people take their followers and they unfollow. They, some people take that shit too seriously. They yeah. just pick days like this to kind of troll so they can get their numbers up. But if you ain't saying shit, people ain't gonna continue to follow you anyway. Alright, so I saw a homeless man uh, the other day. We were going to buy some incense. Yes. And he had a sign. And this sign said, I'm dying of AIDS. Please help. You had the sign better than I did. And, well, that's because he spelled dying D I E I N G. Oh, that's not correct. And I wanted to roll the window down and be like, yo, you spelled dying wrong. It's D-Y-I-N-G. <laughs> and, and not give him any money, but just keep rolling off. Would that have been considered the help that he was asking for his in his sign? Because I'm helping no. him correct his spelling. No. No. No, Rod. <laughs> no? Oh. Well, I, I, oh, that's go first to Leah, now that. That's not helping, though? That's too much. I, I, I know that's too So much. that's not a kind deed. That is no. not getting this man's spelling right. It's not uh, the city time. Wow. I feel that Chris Rock joke. If a homely person have a funny sign, they haven't been homeless long enough. Well, that is <laughs> that is something I believe, though, to be honest. You already know my theory on not homeless enough. There's certain shit I look for. If you got a fresh haircut, you ain't homeless enough. New clothes, not homeless enough. Animals. Uh, pet, yeah, you got a pet, you ain't been homeless long enough, dog. That, that pet should be food by now, son. It's like we hey, gotta. You know what though? What, if you if you can spell dying right, maybe you ain't been homeless long enough, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, he was dying of AIDS, but he wasn't dying of spell check. I mean, <laughs> I was trying to help the brother out, man. I didn't know a better way. I didn't have any change on me at the time. Well, I didn't do it, by the way, because I thought that okay, I didn't want to ask. I thought it might have been an asshole move, okay, so I you. didn't ask. I didn't okay. do it. You know why? Because it's easier to do nothing. And let somebody enjoy whatever the fuck is happening. Then the fuck up their party. That's all I'm saying, man. Um, 
Alright, and the last random topic before we do some articles, man. Uh, do y'all remember the first time that y'all learned that adults couldn't be trusted? Yes. Mm-hmm. Alright, Trojan Scooter, what was, when did you remember that? Like, what happened in your situation? My dad had promised to come and pick me up, take me somewhere, and he didn't make it. Like, I think he was supposed to come at 4, and by like 5.30, I looked at my mama like, is he coming? She like, no, babe. And so, you know, my mama always tried to be sweet about stuff like that. So after that, I was like, you know what? I can't trust y'all niggas no more. I only trust my mama. So, <laughs> and I say I trust my mama because, like, you know, she literally comes home every day to me. She cooks me food. You know, she cooks my food. She washes my clothes. She gives me money to spend. Anybody else, I don't trust you niggas. And just kept it moving. So. What about you, Trill? I ain't never trusted adults in my family. Come on. No, you, you never had a chance to, man. Who's got to take money from little kids, man? No. I could, I can't remember the first time I learned that shit because I learned the lesson about ten times before age three. Damn. Wow. Thank God for my mama, though. She was all right, but, man, the rest of them. She ooh. was all right. <laughs> <laughs> you straight. He, he like, mama didn't take money unless she need to pay a bill. Uh, you, you don't understand. My, my um, older cousins would take me to the store when they were watching me. And they would be like, hey, hey, you see this? It'd be funny if you put this in your coat. Then walk out. You know? That's how right. that's wow. how they work. Wow. That's how they work. God bless them. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just mad on Mother's Day you send your mama a card that goes, you all right? <laughs> you cool, mama. You Happy cool. Mother's Day. You scrape um, your son. Um, <laughs> now, Karen, when's the first time you realized you couldn't trust adults? Uh, when I realized that they went on sick color people time. Um, it was so frustrating. Like I had an aunt, and I was in band, and um, I would got to the point where I always told her that I had to be there two hours before I had to be there, and I would be on time. Wow. Well, that's that, she yeah. Was always, I guess technically that is not trusting adults because you lied to her. Yeah. Because you knew she was gonna lie to you. I would purposely lie to her. She would like, "What time you got to be there?" I'd be like, "Um, four thirty. Four thirty. Yeah, 4.30. We get that 5.30 right enough time for me to go on the bus and leave. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I learned it in school, actually. Uh, it was the first time I was touched by an adult that I trust. No, I'm just kidding. But what I did, I did I learn. Say, I ain't never heard yeah, that story. podcast before. got deep all of a sudden, didn't it? All of a sudden, I started thinking a money shot was coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I can't stand to give props on them. But, uh, I learned the shit shit because, do y'all remember when, do you guys remember, like, McGruff the Crime Dog and Smokey the Bear? Yes, I do. Remember how them motherfuckers would come to your school? Like, you watch their videos for a few weeks, Mm -hmm. and the whole time they'd be telling you, like, and then to finish the program, McGruff's gonna actually come here and hang out with the kids. Yes, like that bus. You remember Yeah, they had the talking bus, Gusta bus. Right? All the safety bus shit. That nigga didn't never talk. They never fucking talk. No. And that was when I realized you can't trust these motherfuckers, man. They will lie to you. It's, it's not a coincidence that McGruff, the Smokey the Bear, and Gus the Bus couldn't talk. They all had laryngitis when they came to see my school. Yeah, they were all sick. Yeah, they were always, oh, Gus has laryngitis today, so he won't be able to talk to any of you. But we can play a tape. Yeah, you can. Yeah, they were playing tape. Yeah. Of this nigga talking. Yes. Like he knew he had laryngitis. He knew he was going to chronically have laryngitis <laughs> his entire career. So he just kept a tape of him talking just in case. Mm-hmm. 
that was when I realized it, man. I haven't trusted adults since, man. Adults ain't shit. That's why I don't want to be one. I'm trying not to have kids. I'm trying to play as much video games no, as possible. Yeah, we, we, don't, we don't want kids because um, yeah. I'm sorry. For those of you that have children, you might want to cover their ears. Um, yeah, Santa Claus ain't real. Now that right there is some lying bullshit. <laughs> Even the tooth fairy. Whose kids would be listening to oh, this? You'll be amazed. <laughs> yo, um, yo, that that McGruff had a, a couple jams though. That uses a, a loses and loses a uses joint was hot. If you would have put the right track behind it. Oh yeah, so yeah, I, you I too can say Forest Fires remix. <laughs> what you talking about? That was a jump. Yeah, that was the shit for me, man. I I mean, I don't think a lot of people understood just how real that shit was. I don't know what they do for kids now. But that shit was that shit was trail back in the day. Um what they do for kids now. What? Young scared straight. True, <laughs> true. Yo. Wow, I guess they ain't got no choice. <laughs> Honestly, dude, if Beyond Scared Straight don't keep your ass out of prison, then just let let the nigga go in now. Wow. Like they should, at the end of that program, if you fail, they should just put you in. Cause you go right into gym pop. There's nothing. You're never gonna be shit. That shit scares me as a grown man. Say that again. And I know the rules. I know they can't touch the kids. I know they can't really hurt them and all this shit. But even when I see them get like an inch from a dude's face, talking about how they gonna fuck them up, I'll be like, Yo, son, I would quit right then. I'll yeah, be like, Yo, I'm scared straight right now, son. Yeah, you ain't gotta worry about me. <laughs> right. Um. All right. We got some articles to read. Right. Um. This first article. Uh, is actually about, uh, and I'm gonna send it to you guys through Skype, but it's actually about your boy Carl Lewis, who's running, uh, for office in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, his opponents got a little crazy and had to resign. Uh oh. One of his opponents. A Republican official says a freshman New Jersey lawmaker resigned because his wife sent an offensive and racist email to the Democratic State Senate campaign of nine time Olympic gold medalist Carl Lewis. Wow. Oh, so he had, it wasn't him that sent it. His wife sent it? His wife sent it. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Burlington County Republican Chairman Bill Layton acknowledged Monday that Pat Delaney stopped, stepped down from the assembly this month because of his wife's missive to Lewis's campaign. The, the Delaney's are white and Lewis is black, in case you guys are wondering. Uh, Jennifer Delaney's email said, Imagine having dark skin and name recognition and the nerve to think that that equaled knowing something about politics. Word, that's what she said? She got a little frisky on that ass, Karen. She also spelled equaled wrong. See, I could have helped her the same way that home, I could have helped that homeless man. Um, but, uh, first, first of all, what's funny about this to me is, um, Carl Lewis is running for office? Yes, he is. Who is, who is, I knew he was running for a while. Like, he might win strictly because of racism, because I can't picture me voting for Carl Lewis, to be honest with you. And I don't even know what party this dude is in. I just, I have seen videos with him dancing in, in tights and shit. That's, that's what, that's yes, what I have, too. <laughs> hey, she seems like you running as Democrat. <laughs> you must be. He's always he's, he's part of the progressive party with that music video. <laughs> Independence. He's definitely pro same sex marriage. There is no way he could possibly come out and be no. like, I'm against civil unions. Hey, she could have she could have said you you talked about how you could have helped her like that homeless guy because she spelled equal wrong. But you want to talk about homelessness and poverty? That's serious poverty of the mind and soul right there. That's really sad to me <laughs> that she would. 
I mean, come on, it's 2011, and you still can't, you can't find a way to even talk in code, but um, a good point, but uh, just, all she had to do was forward one of his YouTube clips out to her, her followers. Right, it didn't, it didn't have to put nothing else to it. There's racist code that has been created over the years by Fox News, I guess specifically she for this kind of shit. She didn't get the book. I feel, the person I feel the worst for is the dude, though. Because her husband, Pat Delaney, is the one who had to fucking retire. He released a statement that said, I am deeply disappointed in my wife's decision to send that email to Mr. Lewis's campaign. Mm -hmm. It does not reflect my personal beliefs whatsoever. In an attempt to repair the serious damage this has caused our marriage and to protect our kids from public humiliation, I decided to leave public life. On behalf of my family, we sincerely apologize to Mr. Lewis for any pain this caused him. Yes, and you know what? It, and it's sad, but if he ever wants to run again, he really may have to divorce her. Yeah, no, I, here's one thing. One, um, because he's resigned, I do wonder if he really had no idea. Because it's hard to believe somebody can be married to a racist and never know. He just didn't think the bitch was crazy enough to send him the fucking email. <laughs> if you read the words, he does say, I'm disappointed with her decision to send the email. Yes. <laughs> They talked and had conversations, and he didn't realize that the bitch was crazy. <laughs> I bet you was like, okay, now I gotta retire because your stupid ass don't know how to keep private shit private. My thing is, if, if I'm gonna find out somebody's racist, my wife is racist, I would just start a podcast with the out of our spare bedroom and I can find out. It's really easy. It really Yo, I can imagine him sitting there like, hey, come in, honey, come in, look, look, read this email. Look, look, look. Oh, that is funny, honey. Um, Okay, go check on the, the food. And the minute he walked out, she hit sin. <laughs> and he looked like, what the fuck? Too late. Too late now. And the left laptop, dog. I mean, I, I guess you could surprise find out somebody's racist later on in life, but I just can't imagine it, man. I mean, unless it's some Kaiser kind of Sose shit where once he read this email, he started piecing together all the clues throughout their marriage. Of shit that she had said yeah. and done that yeah. was racist. And you know what? He may have not paid a lot of shit of attention. Yeah, politicians and, do be away yeah. from the house a lot. And he was like, whoa. And then on top of that, it probably is a good thing because when you're in a public public lime life, you risk his safety, his crazy wife's safety, his kids' safety. You know, right. kids who go to That's school, their, their kids getting criticized and picked on and shit like that, all because you hit sinned. Word. Yeah, I don't know, man. I would have gave a speech like, look, I didn't need to know. I know that she calls him a nigger, but you cannot I, call I, that nigger a nigger in public. That is ridiculous. No. Have a and fucking I've told campaign. That several times. Yes. Of course we hate him. Um, Lewis and Republicans have been fighting over whether he meets the state's residency requirements for candidates. He has lived in Texas and California, but grew up in New Jersey and has owned homes in the state since 2005. Um, and a lot of people do that. That's actually old hat for politicians. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I know for a fact that, uh, Hillary Clinton did that. Um, mm -hmm. so it, they do that a lot. Uh, Elizabeth Dole tried to do that here. Um, mm -hmm. so, uh, New Jersey has a four year residency requirement for political office. Uh, he has won Dem the Democratic Party's nomination of the 8th District Senate seat. Whoa. I did not know that. Carl Lewis could possibly be a senator? Yes. Wow. You remember Arnold Schwarzenegger was a governor. That's all I'm gonna say. But don't nobody like Carl Lewis like they love Arnold Schwarzenegger though. I know. I it depends that. on what state you're in, dog. <laughs> Damn. Wow. All right. But Schwarzenegger at least was connected. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. To Kennedy. Kennedy's, you know. 
And you know what? Her stupid ass just made it easy for him to get in the office now. Right. They're like, they just probably shooed him in because, you know, a vote for the other people is a vote for racism now. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, all right. So this, I found this study, uh, well, this article about a study um, that says that teen users of Facebook and MySpace, who, now who still uses MySpace, I would like to know, but. That's a good question. They're, uh, they're more likely to drink and use drugs. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the eternal struggle to keep young people away from bad influences has moved to a new frontier. A research organization said Wednesday that teens who regularly log onto Facebook and other social networks are considerably more likely to smoke, drink, or use marijuana than teens who don't visit the sites. And you know what, to an extent, I don't believe that because why not? Um, a lot of them do do it, but you do have a lot that don't. I mean, like, my, my question is where you get these numbers from. That's my question. Okay, okay. What do you guys think on the basis just of what I've read so far? Uh, do y'all believe that people that get on the internet or teens that get on the internet, Facebook and MySpace more, are more likely to, to do drugs and whatnot? Uh, Trill? Man, you know, it's like the wire when Bunny Colvin was like, what they gonna do? Pay somebody to do a study about the study? How many damn studies out here? They Who's getting paid to create these damn studies every day? People who eat bananas are more likely to have erections and shit like that. <laughs> Yo, it kills me. I don't even know what news is anymore. Anytime I go to ya- uh, log on to my Yahoo account, Yahoo News might be the worst news I've ever read. It's like um, hidden logos that you might not have ever seen before. There's, there's an arrow with the FedEx logo. And that should be the, the, the lead news story for four straight days. So now take these studies out, man. Give me some real news. MySpace teams. Nobody uses MySpace like you said, so ain't nobody doing drugs no more, I guess. The world's over. <laughs> yeah, everybody except for Yahoo Sports on the Yahoo News is worthless, yo. Um, what about uh, what about you, uh, my man Trojan Scooter, aka Kareem? Well, I want to say this first. I actually did a research study as a part of a um, class as an undergrad in college. Mm-hmm. And first thing I'm gonna tell you now, man, you can pretty much say whatever the hell you want. It's linked, and you can find some numbers to back it up. You know, I, I could just say it like this. The kids that log on to Facebook probably already smoke weed and do and drink already. Just that they got a Facebook account. It may not have nothing to do with each other. Just could be two things that occur anyway. So, you know. Yeah, I also wonder if they're just looking at status updates. Because I mean, what yeah, else do teens have to talk and, about? And, and keywords and kids right. lie. Like a lot of them lie about sex. They ain't fucking, but they friends. Yeah, I know. And they don't yeah. want to be left out. I know a few dudes that lied about sex when we was coming up, man. And because the ones that did had children. Them the real fuckers. <laughs> Not the <laughs> other ones. The, one, no. the ones that did for us was the ones that uh, was telling us about it. Because they was fucking. And they wanted to let you know. They wanted to let you know that they was fucking and you wasn't. And you, had, you either need girls, to come up with you your lie. That's why, they, yeah. Yeah, you either got to come up with your lie or become fascinated with their story so that they would leave the fuck alone. Because that's how it, how it goes, Karen. I smell many a finger, is what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, the National Center on Addiction and Substance Abuse in the, at Columbia University in New York found that teens who spend time on social networks are likely to see images of their peers drinking and or using drugs. Images that could help co- to convince them to that substance abuse is normal, acceptable activity. And my question is this. Um, like I said, but I don't have fucking children. Why aren't they parents monitoring their Facebook accounts? Man, parents don't give a fuck. Um... We're not saying social media causes it, said Joseph Califano, 
uh, the center's chairman. But we are saying that it, this is a characteristic that should signal, be a signal to parents that, well, you ought to be watching. See, Karen, they agree with you. Yes, you should. The findings are in keeping with a new wave of research into how social media networks might uh, affect teen decision making. Several studies have suggested that Facebook, MySpace, and other sites have created a new form of peer pressure, exposing young people, people, uh, young people to risky behaviors that could be uh, they could be tempted to emulate. So you know, they, somebody takes a picture of them smoking some weed. Now you got to smoke some weed. Why? Because you're a teenager, Karen. You can't help yourself. You have to like that status, and then you have to go do it too. Nah, they ain't get no ass for like me. I knew you know, not to do that you shit. You know what's better than a parent? Well, you know what's also as effective as a parent um, watching their kids' Facebook account. A uh, uncle, cause ask my niece. She um she friended me, and I guess she thought I wasn't gonna look. So every so often, I don't, I don't even care what the status says. I just come through. I got a belt. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be reading the book. <laughs> Then I hit, then I last be like, I know where you live. <laughs> like, You're so embarrassing. Uh huh. I bet you won't act a fool on here though. Here's my question, dude. Uh, when it comes to all this shit, do we know that these other kids aren't doing this shit? Are they just not being tracked because they're not on social media, man? That's like, right. The, it's the quiet niggas that are killed, like Nas used to say, man. I've I've always experienced like my friend. I'm more suspicious of my friends with no social media presence at all. I'm not yes. saying they should have this huge following or anything. Just, but if a nigga is literally like, I can't get a, a Facebook, Facebook account because I, I can't trust myself, man, I gotta worry about you now. Right. Like, you, I don't know if I should have you in my crib. <coughs> you know, you have that little self control. Just the idea of having an account will fuck you all the way up. Like, it's a little scary. On the old bitches. Right. It's like I'm married. I'm like, if I say, man, how come you don't have a Facebook account? And your answer is like. Man, I'm married, dog. You know, man, I don't want to fuck with marriage. I'm like, what? I didn't bring that shit up at all. No. Like, there's a whole nother leap of shit that has to happen between yes. logging in and accepting the terms and putting your dick inside of a woman that's not your wife. Nah, I guess I guess they don't want the, the tracking. They say without right. That. That's what I think it is. Yeah, you just don't want like, that shit to be I on record. I ain't smart enough to, to delete shit. She might see my password, dog. Then what I'm going to do? <laughs> um, so this woman got convicted of child abuse in the hot sauce case. Uh-oh. Uh, Texas Pete. Uh, how is I don't know. This happened in Alaska. I don't. Do they have Texas Pete? Oh no, but they should. Um, a woman who squirted hot sauce into the mouth of her adopted Russian son. Oh yeah, no wonder this happened in Alaska. Sarah Palin was right. <laughs> I can see Russia from my porch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, her Russian son for lying about getting into trouble at school was convicted Tuesday of a misdemeanor child abuse and what prosecutors said was a ploy to get on the Dr. Phil TV show. What? What? <laughs> How you gonna commit? You write them checks, man. That's all I can say. Oh. Yo, if I ever get caught being a deadbeat father, that's what I'm gonna say, yo. I'm trying to get on Mark. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, what hey. Remember that one cat who was trying to get a reality TV show, so he pretended his son got like lost in a balloon or something. Yes, his son. <laughs> his son was named Falcon. Right there, that should have yes, been, yes. uh-huh. been clue number one. These niggas want to be on TV. <laughs> he had his son throwing up on the TV show. That shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And, and his son was so young that he was too stupid to get the lie right. Like he was on TV telling the truth. Like my daddy told me, he's like, "Oh, shut up, boy, going in the back." I got this. I got this. They tell the truth, and no, I wanted to say you better tell your 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 baby mama, sister, cousin over there 
about you being deadbeat because uh, we ain't have no kids. I know, Karen. I know. Um, Jessica, I just want to make that clear, everybody. Jessica Beakley, 36, made a videotape of how she punished <laughs> Sorry. She made a videotape? <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Yo, social media is the best thing ever, yo. Because half of these, like, the law, the like, the legal system has to love social media, videotaping, yes, cell phones. no work. Literally, like half of the crimes we read about on, about on here is like, and then he posted a status on Facebook. I killed my mom. You know what I'm saying? And then it was a Twitter post at 5:52 a.m. Yeah. And he did the four corners, so we knew exactly where he yeah, was. Exactly. What? I went on Facebook and said, "How do you clean blood out of a freshly stained bathroom?" And I took a picture of the rag. Like the shit is so solvable now. Anyway, she took a fucking videotape of of her punishing the boy. And submitted it to the show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow, this is too much, man. <laughs> Rap snitches telling all their business. Going <laughs> <laughs> to court, they be their own star witness. Oh, wow. oh god, man! I'm sweating, laughing at this shit, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you sweating, laughing? He was sweating, eating that hot stuff. <laughs> Squirting Sri Racha in his veins. Oh, that had a chili powder in it too. Oh, chili pepper. So the tape shows Beagley yelling at the crying boy, then tipping his chin up and pouring hot sauce in his mouth. Uh, then the boy, then she had the screaming boy stand in a cold shower for sword fighting with pencils in school. Um, both actions were recorded on the videotape submitted to Dr. Phil, uh, to his show. Angry police got calls from viewers after the show aired last October. So they actually did put this on the air. Wow. And they didn't inform any authority. Dr. Phil's a fucking scumbag. Wow. <laughs> hey, at so least the mom is pro um sword uh regulation. No, no, no doubt. No doubt. I do think sword ratchet is needs again. You need to nip that shit in the bud. No, but I'm But you don't need to record it and send it to Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil didn't know. So it took somebody, her next door neighbor watching Dr. Phil going, Ain't that Laura? Right, that's Ain't what that I'm saying. Big? That's what I'm saying. Like they had like Dr. Phil was like, fuck it, man, that's reasonable. And then, and put it on TV and sent her a check probably. Oh yeah. And then her somebody in her town was watching Dr. Phil was like, the fuck? And called the cops, man. That's the only way this shit would have got solved. Wow. Um, neither Beagley nor her husband showed any emotion when the six-person jury announced his decision. Uh, the couple walked quickly from the courtroom and down a set of stairs without responding to questions for reporters. Uh, she got a $10,000 fine, one year in jail. Oh, no, no, no. She could face a maximum sentence of one year in jail. A $10,000 fine, up to 10 years of probation. Uh, she has to stay away from Texas Pete and Cholula for five years. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's sentenced in Monday, on Monday. No so. Shirashi. And she remains free without bail because the case is just a misdemeanor. Uh, and I doubt she'll do any jail time for a of misdemeanor. Of course not. Um, and if nothing else, they ought to sue fucking Dr. Phil for not informing him. Right, how can Dr. Phil escape any punishment for literally putting child abuse on his TV show? Like, it's, it's some type of crime and you're witness to it. I mean, that's like saying, that's like airing the R. Kelly sex tape and then being like, what? They sent it to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm Oprah. I'm he Oprah. sent it to me. I had to show it to the Housewives of America. What the fuck is my yep. problem? Why am I in trouble, officer? 
they adopted twins in 2008 when they were five years old. The boys had already spent three years in the orphanage. Uh, when located by Russian authorities, their family was living in a shack and the twins were sleeping on shelves in an armoire. So you think the twins mad? Wow. It was like, nigga, we came up. Hot sauce in the face. I'll take that. Yes. <laughs> I'm good, son. I, I'm good with this. Oh. You know what I miss? Cable TV and heat, motherfucker. Put me back <laughs> with the abusers. later. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting tough, man. This is nothing. Uh, one of the twins made a fairly easy adjustment to his home in Alaska, but the other exhibited behavioral problems that included lying and urinating on the floor. Oh. Uh, well, uh, yeah, you got to get the hot sauce out for that. <laughs> sorry. That just piss was hot sauce. Can't shot me a look like, nigga. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh-oh. How you gonna how you gonna be getting in trouble though? Your your mom is like, don't make me go in that kitchen. Don't make me go. I will go in the cabinet. And I, you want some Texas Pete? Keep playing. Keep playing. I will, I will, put, I will put some Rasha on your face, son. This is not a fucking game for me. It's not a game. I will get. I will beat you as extra hot. Oh, all right. So, um, here's another article. Speaking of uh. Speaking of uh, sword ratchetness, somebody sent this one to me. I didn't even have to ask for it, Karen. That's how our fans know. They see shit and they go, yes, it's out of fucking control, Rod. Somebody needs to do something about it. Yes. A sword-wielding man was shot by Waterford police Uh while in the process of attacking officers with a sword. See, this is the kind of crazy shit people with swords do. Ah, You're going to attack a motherfucker with a gun with a sword. Yes, this this is not um, anime. You cannot turn that sword around and reflect you, bullets. Right, you can't block a bullet with a fucking sword, dumbass. So a 25 year old uh, man was shot by in the hip by police Thursday. Ah. Uh, Waterford police were called to the home around 1:25 in the morning. Yep, it was after midnight. Yeah, because sword owners are like the gremlins. Yep. Um, Thursday by by a certain by a concerned family member who said the man was off his medicine. And cutting up and damaging the home with a sword. Wow. So you have a person who was under the influence of psychological medicine to keep them normal. Why do you even have Why swords? do you own swords? That's my larger question. Why do you own a fucking sword? Lock them up. My niece is five and she I think um she messed around and having this thing where she was cutting the hair. Your mama hit the scissors so good she couldn't remember where she hit them, but y'all can't hide a sword? Right. <laughs> Uh, upon seeing upon seeing the police, the man oh wait the man left the home by the time officers arrived, but the police found him nearby. Upon seeing the police, the man held the sword above his head and asked officers to shoot him. Yeah, he didn't watch too many karate movies. Yeah, he definitely was white because that's a white boy fighting tactic. I've seen that. Yes. Hit me, hit me, motherfucker! You like, dude? Now I don't know if I want to fight you or not. No. Like, I was going to hit you. Now you won't. You seeing this reverse fighting psychology. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's that old school knife to a gunfight logic, man. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, the, so, so the man then attacked officers and one officer fired his taser while the other fired his gun. Oh, damn, he got shot and tased? Yes. Damn, we got two for one. Now, <laughs> now I remember, our official weapon of the show is what, Karen? The taser. Now... People always say, Rod, why, why, why is, why are you so pro taser? Let's ask this dude. He got attacked with a taser and a gun. 
Which I'd one do you get think? Them in their hot yeah. fucking lead. Right. Which one do you think he prefers to have been struck by now? The taser. Right. A bullet struck the man's right hip, and he was transported to a local hospital where he was listed in serious condition. They shot the shit out of this nigga. Yes, they did. The sword was a martial arts type weapon with a length of about two feet. Woo! A second sword was also found on the man. We need to contact our congressman and get this shit taken care of, cause <laughs> what's yeah, the fan? These damn sword owners don't know how to control themselves. Was this nigga like Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles? He has two swords. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he need two swords? One is enough for your yes, crazy you know ass. What? And they deserve to shoot him, cause hey, he got close enough to him. He 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 to cut them. Yes, he would have cut him, man. Shoot the shit out of this nigga, man. I could never be a police officer. Shoot, shoot I would be in the papers every other. I would be like Dirty Harry. Like, you know how all the Dirty Harry movies, he has like 12 officer involved shootings every movie and nobody ever says shit? No. Like, Callahan, you gotta stop shooting so many of these niggers. And it's like, <laughs> yes, y'all go back and watch those movies. They was racist as shit. I didn't realize it. I watched one on Netflix the other day. They was just like, so you shot the chick and then the spit? I was like, whoa. <laughs> there was a time where you could put this in theaters in America, yes, dude. It was. Now, mm-hmm. Um, so the sword was, uh, oh wait, yeah. So the preliminary investigation indicates officers acted responsibly and professionally given the situation they were confronted with. Hell yeah. Yes. Uh, shoot that nigga. Speaking of shooting niggas, Javar's Crittenden. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <coughs> Crittenden has been charged with murder. Damn. And it's the same guy that got in trouble with, um, Gilbert Arenas for having pistols in the locker room. Yeah. Yes. Damn. And I was on his side in that case, by the way. A lot of people basically got on him like it was his problem. But first of all, Gilbert Arenas is a notorious prankster. Uh, and what the rumor is is that he had, he pulled out the guns in the locker room and told him to pick which one he wanted to get shot by some shit, or he needed to pick one up because he was about to shoot him. Some shit like that, and then Javar's Critton and put out his own heat and was like, I got my own. Don't even worry about that. And then I guess Gilbert said, Ha ha ha, pranks on you. I don't know. Wow. And I always did wonder how come nobody ever finishes that rumor with what the fuck happened after that. Because yeah. to me, that's not the end of a story. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Rob pulled a gun out on Kareem. Then Kareem went and got his gun. Anyway, that's what happened. Nigga, how did that end? Was it a shootout? What happened? Yeah, was it some John Woo shit? Them holding guns inches from each other's face and having a full-blown conversation? Hey, you know what, though? He's wanted for murder, and he shot the wrong person. So I guess probably the reason they ain't tell your story, he probably bucked a, a ball boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Javar's Critton and the former NBA player, once suspended by the league for bringing a gun into the Washington Wizards locker room, has been charged with murder in the shooting of a woman on an Atlanta street. You think that street was Martin Luther King? I bet you. I hope not. Police, police spokesman, spokesman Carlos Campos said Friday night that the police have secured a murder warrant for the arrest of Crittenton in connection with the shooting death of 22-year-old Julian Jones on August 19th. Uh, Campos said Crittenton, a former Georgia Tech player, isn't in custody and is wanted. Damn. Yeah, that's the worst type of wanted to be, that, that armed and dangerous wanted, because they might shoot your ass just showing up. Oh, right. yes. You, yeah, you better yeah. walk in and, and, and uh, turn yourself in. Yeah, people always... Have to find you? Yeah, people always go like, oh, man, 
that dude just turned himself in. Nigga, he want to live. Yes. Like, the cops are not in the business of fighting the fair one, dog. They no. are They are in the business of living to go to work tomorrow. That's right. And, <laughs> and you shot somebody. And we got to waste precious time looking for your ass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's paperwork. Hey, yeah, and they don't like to work also. Yeah, I forgot about that part. Um, So, Atlanta Police Major Keith Meadows told Atlanta Journal-Constitution on Friday night that Crittenton is believed to be in the Los Angeles area. Uh, he said the FBI is involved in the investigation. This nigga got all the way to LA from Atlanta? And, and, and my thing is this, you're a professional basketball player. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. Well, I don't know. Depends on what part of LA person. he's in. Oh, that's true. That's you know what I'm saying? True. You roll over there to Compton or something, maybe yeah, he fit he in. Might, I don't know. Yeah, he might famous for a while out there. Julian Jones, a mother of four, was walking with a group of people on the city's southwest side when she was shot by someone inside of a dark colored SUV. Investig oh, this is a drive by. That's the most cowardly way to, to shoot somebody, by the way. Um, <clears throat> investigators say they don't believe the woman was the intended tar- target. Campo said the motive appears to be a retaliation for a robbery in April in which Crittenton was a victim. The source with knowledge of the investigation told Outside the Lines John Barr that Crittenton had jewelry stolen in April and confirmed the shooting was in retaliation for that robbery. So maybe he was rolling with Young Berg and then they both got caught for their chains at the same time. <laughs> So I, don't I know how you feel, bird. nigga. I know how you feel. You just gotta be a lonely existing as young bird. Like, hey man, let's go kick it. Not with that chain on, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> let me first. Let me take all my shit off, and yeah, we can go kick it. I don't want to get right. killed. Um. So, uh, the police were able to identify the, an SUV at the murder scene, a truck that Crittenton had rented for a family member. Shit, nigga, open and close case. Exactly. He got a paper trail everywhere. Wait, does he have Facebook statuses too? Like, the fuck? Why make it so easy, dog? Do do these people not watch CSI? I don't think they do. Like, CSI has 12 versions. Yeah, that's 12 versions of CSI, man. They will find easy shit out. Like, oh, I rented an SUV and shot somebody in a rental. Come on. Uh, as a Thursday family member who, for whom Crittenton rented the SUV was the prime suspect in the shooting, but late Thursday police received new information that helped them identify Crittenton as the trigger man, which means his cousin snitched on him. Of course. <laughs> Man, I ain't going to jail for you. <laughs> for the Mike Vick family move. Oh, yeah. You know what, though? It's crazy because his NBA career is the same as his criminal career. He got to flee to China because he can't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> He might really be in China. If he made it there, they'd never catch him. Oh, shit, man. (laughs) (laughs) Stephon Marbury gonna snitch his ass out. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, literally, he can drive, but he can't shoot. This is exactly what the problem was um, with his career. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He most recently played for the Washington uh, Wizards in 2008 and 09 and was sidelined by an ankle injury that kept him out of uh, uh, action for an entire season. He was involved in a locker room gun confrontation with teammate Gilbert Arenas. Uh, and Crittenden was suspended for the final 38 games because he's a scrub and Gilbert Arenas makes too much money. So they brought his ass back. That's right. <laughs> they figured some shit out for Gil. They was like, yeah, hey, yo ass, you suck too much when you having guns and shit. That's right. Um, anyway, um, this, and this is the same article. Somebody sent me that same article twice about the gun shit, the sword shit. So that's how much people know, man. They know. 
And that was from two different people. Um, but speaking of more sword ratchetness, uh-huh. and you can look in this woman's eyes and see she clearly is off. Look at her hair and tell she's clearly off. Yeah, yeah, she hasn't been to the salon in a while. Oh. Uh, dumb Kentucky woman will sword at Pizza Hut. Now, unless this woman uh, can't talk, then this article is going to be pretty biased. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um... You all know the old saying, don't bring a sword to a pizza party. Wanika Mason, <laughs> guess the race, did not, get that, <laughs> did not get that memo that she, no, she was didn't. allegedly, uh, when she allegedly unleashed a sword from its scabbard in a Louisville, Kentucky pizza hut this weekend after an argument got heated. All she was trying to do was cut the pizza, baby. That's they, all she was trying they to do. They still have pizza huts where you can eat inside because in Charlotte, we got rid of them. Very few places they do, but yes. Whether she intended to knight someone for conquering the dreaded meat lover supreme. Ah, oh, they got jokes. We will never know because her brother, Lord Mason, took the sword away from her and put it in the car. Okay. After making employees and diners feel threatened with the mighty welding of her blade, police were called onto the scene. Even though the weapon had been apprehended. I have never heard of a medieval themed pizza hut. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that this is pure crazy on Mason's part. Yes. Ah! The giant plastic cups which you drink swill from do seem a tad archaic. But again, nothing that would inspire sword play. So this person is editorializing the shit out of this article. Yes, they are. Uh, so anyway, man, they got jokes and shit. But yeah, they pulling out swords at pizza. Y'all niggas watch your back. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah, if they do buffet, stay out of buffet line. Get it to go. I thought this article here was... It's actually an editorial, but I thought this one was really special. It's written by a black person before y'all get carried away. But um, it's one of those moments of stupidity that I really can't... Like, it's just one of those, like, you sit around and think about something too long without bouncing it off somebody else and then somehow your editor lets you go ahead and put this in the uh, paper uh, King, Martin Luther King mm-hmm. knew we weren't ready to celebrate the American Civil Rights Movement has come full circle today as its soldiers were to gather on the National Mall in Washington D.C. to celebrate a fallen captain but there was no celebration not yet, it was too soon first there was an earthquake Remember that, Karen? Yes, I do. You felt that all the way over here. Yes, we did. Then there was a hurricane, which is going on right now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my people in New York. What is the world going to? Uh, what in the world could be going on, Karen? Obviously, these natural disasters have were intended with this timing. Everybody knows that. It's like a bad dream it has to mean something, wow. Karen. Uh, nothing in the nothing in the world. That was just Dr. Martin Luther King above the world, shutting down the celebration, getting our attention, and telling us to take a good look at ourselves. What? Wait. So you telling me MLK don't want us to build something in his name and have a party and celebrate everything that he accomplished? No, nah, man. We ain't ready. So he said an okay. earthquake and a hurricane. Okay. You know, hopefully we get it, because I mean, what the fuck could the next celebration <laughs> a volcano gonna erupt? Like, I mean, we gotta get our <laughs> shit together, man. Uh, I cannot imagine what King must have felt watching us the past few years. I cannot imagine his reaction to what has happened to the movement to which he gave his life, to the American people 
<laughs> to the America whose people he implored to love one another, he had to have been ruled with righteous anger and sadness. In just the past year, we saw, and this is all shit that caused earthquakes and hurricanes, according to this lady, by Martin Luther King, not by God, Karen, so she's not crazy. Um, black teens running around beating people in Philadelphia, Milwaukee, flash mob violence. Remember that? That happened. Mm-hmm. The trial of men who beat Vincent Key, a gentle, mentally disabled man in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and then branded him with a swastika. Mm. Black teens dropping out of school in Detroit, Los Angeles, St. Louis, and Gary, Indiana, in numbers too obscene to say aloud. The number they're too obscene to say aloud. That's all across the country. Uh, <laughs> Maybe Martin Luther King should be reading these. Three white men uh, on a mission to hurt a black person driving to Jackson, Mississippi and beating an innocent 49-year-old James Anderson and driving their fourth F-250 pickup truck good advertisement for them over him to kill him so, um, you know what, she she just took this opportunity to write her little thoughts or whatever but she could have kept that for real, you know I'm, the editor just should have wrote a note like, shut the fuck up <laughs> And it would have been over with. Just that, yes. them four words. This Shut the fuck up. She submitted a piece. No sense. She submitted a piece, and then the, uh, the owner returned. All she got was like, "Come on, son." Exactly. <laughs> so I just got through. Yeah. Uh, she also said when King Dr. Martin Luther King looked at soft porn featured as videos on MTV, VH1, and BET's 106 in Park. He saw wise. <laughs> Wait a minute. What? He they got cable in heaven. I guess so. Maybe I need to get my shit together then. I know we was gonna be able to watch soft porn. And it's free. Oh, maybe he went to hell. Maybe that's what she's trying to say. And then also, man, like MTV don't even play videos no more. Did she write this exactly. shit? In, no. Did this see Dolores Tucker? Did she write this shit in 1997? <laughs> you know what, y'all? You actually y'all are missing the point, man. Y'all, I'm, I'm surprised because y'all are pretty quick witted, but y'all y'all actually missed the point on this one. She took Martin Luther King first in her fantasy all-time world figures draft so she's trying to give them extra credit for events <laughs> she's in a point per event league <laughs> yeah i had gandhi man and he ain't been doing shit for like three yep. years he on that become the change you wish to see in the world shit that don't give you no points <laughs> no, no, no. i need some fucking hurricanes gandhi. Draft. what is the what is going on uh he saw widespread unemployment at a rate higher than in 1963 when he stood on the national mall and proclaimed a dream as it as if that weren't enough, because she knows Martin Luther King personally. He saw 15 shootings within 24 hours in Detroit. Uh, he saw three black boys break into a 90 year old woman's house and rape her. Uh, he saw a magazine editor called America's First President of Color the slang word for penis on national TV. And uh, she also said raindrops as teardrops. Cause he was crying. He saw this. He was crying. Uh, the, rain, so he, the rain from the hurricane was his tears. The raindrops forecast <laughs> to fall on the National Mall today will slide down the granite face of a giant. They will represent the tears of a man. This is literally some shit I would have written in creative writing class in like 10th grade. No, no disrespect to this lady, but this is like so ridiculous to me. Yes. This is the kind of shit I used to try to get past my teacher. And it was complete satire. Yeah. And I would be like, I bet she won't even notice this shit. Because I was a little bit devious. But I, I used to write shit. Like, I remember I wrote a play one time in creative writing class. And it was like, 
God, where is my daddy? Why? Or something like that. And, and she literally was like, this is very poignant. It's like, I, I know my father. What the fuck? Like, this is ridiculous for me to submit in a class. She should have told me that was bullshit. She'd be like, ma'am, if you go check my files, you know both my parents are alive. Right. And everything was stupid. Everything, I, it was every Tyler Perry stereotype before Tyler Perry was invented, which is why I don't respect that nigga. Um, uh-huh. they were, they were repre- I mean, I wrote Tyler Perry shit as a joke before Tyler Perry shit was out. That's all I'm saying. The only thing he did different than me was sacrifice his dignity to dress up like a woman. Um, they will ah. represent the tears of a man who fought for better, who tried to teach us to judge character, not color, who worked hard to help create a single America rather than the one torn asunder by hate. The raindrops of the king. I, I, I refuse to believe that Martin Luther King would literally think nothing got better. This nigga got beat. He had dogs sicked on him. What a hell he was locked up. Like this nigga was killed, killed with a bullet. Not not by Javar's Crittenden on purpose. And and then we want to sit up here and be like, he would be so sad. <laughs> like he would be like, damn niggas got TVs. <laughs> they got cable. He's like, hey hey dog, you walking in the front of that store? I know. Hey hey hey, I don't got to march no more. All I gotta do is put a camera in my face, and everybody is shooting yes. around the world. Like I get it. Like, he would be bitter, and she'd be looking at like Al Sharpton, like nigga, all you did was have a press conference. No, you think King would be mad if you if Rod told one of his white employees you fired him? You think he would get mad? <laughs> he wouldn't give a damn. He'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. You fired him? Right. Like, he, I think he would be shocked. I don't, I'm not saying he'd be completely happy, but he would definitely... Shit has come up somewhat. Yes, it has. Since Dr. Martin Luther King was killed, dog. I think he'd be a, a little bit happier. And I would hope. I hope he don't just put on MTV and just go, fuck it, man. What did I die for? Oh, well. Right. I mean, you know right. what? When I see something like this, I always think back to this fact. That was only what forty, forty some years ago. Right. It ain't like we had a hundred years to try to, you know, to work on this stuff. It's only been forty. It ain't even fifty yet. I can see if you get, you know, we get to the fifty year mark and they be looking back like, y'all ain't did shit. Right. Then you know that's different. But it's like fifty years, you know, cause fifty years, you know, at least two generations had come along since, you know, his kids. So you know you, you got more criticism, but you ain't hit that mark that my um, land on uh, that mark yet. So I mean, it seemed like a little too too much. That's right. too much. What are you gonna oh, say, Jay? Okay. I was just gonna say, if he was back, he'd probably have a Twitter account called the One True King. <laughs> every single every single tweet he would send out would be like very disappointed. Right. <laughs> I'm, <Yes>. I'm unhappy. <laughs> yes. Everything why, why is this happening? <laughs> everything would just be retweets of ratchet motherfuckers with shaking my head at the front. Yeah. <laughs> right. He'd be Boston Chuck D. He'd be way Boston Chuck D. Yeah, it would just be like retweeting uh creation saying the N word and then just shaking my head. <laughs> like Tyrese, uh, hey, my book comes out today. Shaking my head, the one true king. Like, <laughs> ridiculous, man. I just, I don't know who these people are, man. They put him on such a high pedestal. Plus, I mean, of course, he'd be sending dick pictures to women that weren't his wife. Hey, Ooh, hey, yeah, because he liked the ladies. He, hey, he really did like the ladies. He wasn't Jesus. He was Martin Luther King. Okay, y'all fall back. <laughs> you can't, you can't talk about him. No, you know what? I met up with my my homegirl to get a drink uh, months ago. And she told me she was writing this HBO pilot. And this is a 100% true story. And she said, it's gonna, I, I think it's real good. It's called Dirty Harriet. I said, oh, what is it about? You know what I'm saying? 
she said, oh, here's how it opens. First scene, it's a bunch of slaves with Harriet Tubman, and they're escaping and they're running. And Harriet Tubman is like looking fine and muscular. She said, Aunt Angela Bassett will play her. And she got a shotgun and some slave looks at her, her and says, oh, Miss Harriet, we gotta go back. We left someone back there. And she said, Harriet Cox, the shotgun is like, ain't no going back, nigga. And shoots the slave, all right? <laughs> <laughs> She was dead serious. And I said, just the same way where it's hard to talk about MLK's discretions because he is MLK. I was like, I don't know about this show. Because one, you bringing up slavery again and white people don't want to watch that. And two, black people ain't got too many sacred figures. But I don't think we want to see Harriet Tubman blowing heads off with a shotgun on some Quentin Tarantino shit yet. Right. Yeah, exactly, dude. I mean, like... I ain't it, ready. I ain't you know, ready. I was talking to this chick before. She, we was talking about um, Martin Luther King... And, you know, she was giving him sainthood and stuff. And, of course, I respect the sacrifices he made for the race and the civil rights movement and whatnot. But I was like, yeah, he definitely used to fuck hoes, though. I mean, yes. let's, let's keep it 100% real. And she got mad at me and stuff, man. I'm like, yo, I mean, this if you was around this. back then, he might have he might have knocked you off. Like, you don't know you play your cards, right? <laughs> Why you tripping on me, man? I was like, and I don't think that him being unfaithful is necessary and indictment on everything he did for the civil rights movement. I don't know... But why people can't separate the two, man? He wasn't a good husband, but he was a good civil rights leader. Yes, and back in the day, he was one of the few black leaders, and you know, he was a man of power that was black, which was really, really, really rare back in that day. Of course, bitches were throwing pussy at him. I mean, I don't know why people wouldn't expect He's that. the most powerful Negro alive. Who wouldn't throw some... Of course, she's walking around like, yes, he knocked me off. Of course yes. he did. I do that. You know what I'm saying? Chicks have tried to knock dudes off for way less yes. than that shit. They knocked him off for being a supervisor at Walmart. So, of course, <laughs> they fucked my loose king. Come on, now. I could get discounts on Nintendos and yes, shit. Of I course, I gave him some. Off. A pussy is a lottery ticket after all. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like oh, it's foul because we root for people. We root for Derek Jeter or the general public roots for him to hit off Minka Kelly or whatever. And they root for Hugh Hefner. And his old flabby and sick ass to hit off uh, young women, and you can't tell me you can't root for someone who actually deserves it. He actually is contributing in my fantasy preacher league. He really <laughs> earned all that coochie. Yes. Like, what was his rap game like? All that you know, sight. Like, hey girl, I need to get to the mountaintops. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Why you, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Yo, he, you think he couldn't spit at a woman? He was oh. writing letters from a Birmingham jail. Come a love on, letter man. ain't shit to him. His That's game true. was probably so tight. Oh, man. I wish I could do my Martin Luther King impersonation. And on top of that, I mean, he traveled all around the country. He, you know, was riding on the buses and all that stuff. I bet you had holes in every city. Oh, all yes. Cities. Different area codes rule definitely was in the face. Yes. Yeah. You know all his little weed carriers. He had a posse to get them phone numbers for him. Right. <laughs> Come yeah. on, son. Back in the day, Red Dog, uh, Jesse Jackson wasn't nothing but a weed carrier. He was yes. Just, what, was was what was that? What was that cipher like? What was that cipher like with, with, with Jesse Jackson and MLK in the same room? What was that like? Oh, too much. You know, you was cussing Jesse ass out all the time. <laughs> all right. That was room 112 where the players dwell. Yes. <laughs> like, Jesse, stop bullshitting. We're going to get some pussy tonight. <laughs> Niggas was fucking around. Of course. <laughs> um, he was just pointing them out. He was giving his crowd. He was like, free at last. That went over there. 
<laughs> the one in the pink, Jesse. The one in the pink. Come on, son. We gonna um, be able to walk in the front door next week, girl. So anyway, back to the tears of Martin Luther King. They were falling today. More than anything, it should remind us that we have so much work to do. And perhaps when we gather again in the name of the movement and King, we will have a better report to show. No, King didn't think we were ready to celebrate today. Not near ready. And as a nation, we should be ashamed at how far we still have to go. So, this woman claimed that she knew Martin Luther King sent the hurricanes, right? Now, people out there, some people might have agreed with her that black people have so much to go and, you know, whatever. Okay, since we're talking about hurricanes and the reason they happen. Okay. Glenn Beck is also talking about the hurricane and he believes that Hurricane Irene is a blessing. The conservative radio host Glenn Beck told listeners Friday that Hurricane Irene, the Category 1 storm that's working its deadly way up the eastern seaboard, is a blessing from God. Okay. Beck has long urged his fans to, well, Martin Luther King, does he know about this? Because he's going to Yeah, be I was pissed. just thinking that. <laughs> okay, he's like, come on, son. That was my hurricane. <laughs> Beck was long, has long urged his fans to stockpile food in their homes in anticipation of a global food disruption. He said, Irene should be construed as a divine warning for those who have ignored that advice. He said, how many warnings do you think you're going to get? And how many warnings do you deserve? The hurricane that is coming through the East Coast for anyone who's in the East Coast and has been listening to me should say, food storage. Be prepared. That's right, Karen. This is a message about food storage. If you've waited, this hurricane is a blessing. It is a blessing. It is God reminding you, as was the earthquake last week. That is a dollar store sale on Raymond Noodles right now. You get two for one dollar. Okay, he didn't say that. Um, it's, it's, It's God reminding you that oodles and noodles is half off. Uh, It's God reminding you that you're not in control Things can happen, be prepared And be someone who can help others So when disaster strikes God forbid, you're not panicking So um, Basically they're saying that It's because of his Mormonism That it's a Mormon teacher That you need to keep at least three months worth of food supplies At all times They think we'll get bombed tomorrow or something? I don't know, but that's what they tell you to do. They have a food storage calculator if you want to go find that on the internet. Um, for three, three months supply of food for a family of four. Um, and all I gotta say is, if you're black and you kind of support this woman writing this diatribe on how black people need to do better because Martin Luther King said a hurricane, then do you also support Glenn Beck's crazy ass talking about the hurricane is from God to teach you how to store food? I, I mean, is it a multitasking hurricane? What the fuck? I guess so. You know Herman Cain agrees with <laughs> Well, he has Cain in his name. He yeah, probably he thinks Hurricane is just like a female version of him. <laughs> um, Alright, so another another child story. And I found this to be delightfully hilarious today. Um, this, These grown-ass adults are suing their mother for bad mothering. And the lawsuit got dismissed today. Uh, Chicago. These people were raised in a $1.5 million Barrington Hills, Illinois home by their attorney father, 
Two grown children have spent the last two years pursuing a unique lawsuit against their mom for bad mothering that alleges damages caused when she failed to buy toys for one and sent another a birthday card that he didn't like. Huh? Mm-hmm. Word. Word, Karen. The alleged offenses included failing to take her daughter to a car show, telling her then seven-year-old son to buckle his seatbelt or she would contact the police, haggling over the amount of to spend on party dresses and calling her daughter at midnight to ask that she return home from celebrating homecoming. These are all bad parenting things, Karen. This is bullshit. It needs to be dismissed. <laughs> <laughs> can we guess the race raw? Can I can I do that? Without, <laughs> can we just guess the race raw? Oh man, they don't have a picture, but come on. Dang. <laughs> come on, man. Dang. Um, last week, at, at which point the court record stood about a foot tall, an Illinois appeals court dismissed the case, finding that none of the mother's conduct was extreme or outrageous. To rule in favor of her children, the court found could potentially open the floodgates to subject uh, to subject family child rearing to excessive judicial scrutiny and interference. And t- I feel bad for these judges that have to write this obvious shit, you know? Yes, y'all can't come in my courtroom for no bullshit. That's basically what they're saying, but now I have to write like a fucking 50-page yes. defense of like why yes. this is dismissed. So what your mother told you to bring your ass home after midnight? You should have your ass home. <laughs> right. <laughs> this makes no sense. Because you'd be the same people going, well, my mama let me stay all night long. That's why I shot a nigga. What? <laughs> You can't have it both ways. In 2009, children represented by three attorneys, including their father. Oh, hell. You just built a... That sounds like... You know what? what? He's been listening to Drake a little too long. (laughs) He's been listening to that Marvin (laughs) Yo, he does sound like a bitter dude to sue his... It must be his ex-wife at this point. Um, Gotta be. They sued their mother, Kimberly Garrity Stephen II... Uh, now 23. Oh, wait. Kimberly Garrity was the mom's name. Stephen II, now 23, said his sister Catherine, now 20, sought more than $50,000 for emotional distress. Minor and Garrity were married for a decade before she filed for divorce in 1995. Among the exhibits filed in the case is a birthday card Garrity sent her son, who in the lawsuit sought damages because the card was inappropriate. And failed to include cash or a check. <laughs> Fuck oh. you. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Sir. Sir. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and you know, and that pissed people off because I'm not a card person, but it's nothing worse than you give a kid a card and they shake it to see if they got fucking money. Hey, nah, for all some real shit though, I would have been mad too though. <laughs> Yo, I would. Yo, I got. I'm cooking up some ideas. What's What's the statute of limitations on bad gifts? <laughs> For real, son? I know. I, I got listed. I got a few. I got a few grandparents. I need to hit up about some some really misleading uh, gift wrapping. You know what I'm saying? Like socks. Fuck this. See you in court, mom. No, you only <laughs> gave me a quarter for my tooth. My tooth is worth ten dollars. Right. I will be. Uh, I will get my damages. See you in court. Uh, hey, man, let, let me tell you something, man, 100%. I remember my ex-girl, her mom told me, expressly told me she was going to buy me a nice scotch for my birthday. 
and she showed up with three bags of potato chips and one of them she had opened in the car when she drove over. And I feel like I'm I'm due punitive damages on that shit for real. So I support these motherfuckers. Sue away. Not to mention your emotional distress over that shit. Not to mention the murder charge I could have caught if I would have fucking let it all come out. <laughs> about that old hag. <laughs> Three packs of chips and one was open. So, um, um, <laughs> she also didn't send him a card for years or while he was in colleges or care packages. Um, wait, wait, you in college and you about your mama sending On the... <laughs> You what, think every what, time what did his dad do nothing? Every time somebody got something from home, you think this nigga was just mad as shit. Hey man, my mom sent me cookies, man. Fuck. <laughs> Let me guess, I had nothing again. And on top of that, you live in a home more than some people make in their lifetime. Where exactly, that's what I was thinking, Karen. On the front of an American greeting card is a picture of tomatoes spread across the table that are indistinguishable. That are indistinguishable except for one in the middle with a craft store googly eye attached. Uh, son, I got you this birthday card because it's just like you. Different from all the rest. The card reads, on the inside, Garrity wrote, have a great day, love and hugs, mom, XOXOXOXO. And this nigga was mad about that shit, Karen. In the court papers, Garrity's attorney, Shelly Smith, said the litany of childish complaints and ingratitude in the lawsuit is nothing more than an attempt by Garrity's ex-husband to seek the ultimate revenge of having her children accuse her of being an inadequate mother. I think so, too. Whose mom still has, whose dad still has that much control over them as an adult, though? You'll be amazed. I'm not suing my fucking mom, dude. You'll be amazed how many people... This is all he could get about his, um, his mom, though, Karen? Like... You know your mom ain't shit. Remember when she sent you that fucked up birthday card? You know what? And, and I, you know what? And I bet you this is reverse of what bitter moms do. I bet you he was bitter when right. she left, mm-hmm. and so he probably sat around and, and and probably told them kids how bad their mom was. I, I bet she did, and they, and they got grown like, yeah, we're gonna sue her, daddy. Come on. Yeah. Um. So messages left for Smith were not returned. Um. Stephen A. Minor reached by phone, did not comment. In the court papers, he said he only filed the lawsuit after much legal research and had tried to dissuade his children from bringing the case. But did you try the case as their representative? Yes, bullshit. Yeah, that sounds like a fucking lie to me. Yes, why are you? Why are you the judge? I mean, why are you the lawyer? Um, he said that emotional distress damages are are a way for the legal system to address situations, sexual harassment, for instance, where there is no physical harm. But those bringing the case to court must prove the conduct was outrageous. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's really hard to prove that a birthday card is outrageous. Come on. Um, in the court filing, Garrity's attorney writes that she does still love her children. But found that they wanted the benefits afforded by a family relationship, but none of the restraints. Yeah, because it's like, come home on time. Here's a curfew. Fuck that, mom. See you in court. Yeah. Um, the children. Dad let me do. Dad let me do, do what I want to do, so I'm staying with him. The children do not view their lawsuit as an attack of on mothering, but rather on accountability. Everyone makes mistakes, but there must be accountability for actions. Parenting is no different. Um. Every- <laughs> wow, but you know what? It would surprise me. Ten to fifteen years, they done stole their daddy's money or done killed somebody, <laughs> some shit, because they didn't have no restrictions on what they can and can't do. Garrity called the lawsuit nothing but harassment. Everything shows that these children, orchestrated by their father, will stop at nothing to embarrass and financially harm their mother. Smith wrote in a court filing. In the process, they have embarrassed themselves and left the public record blogged about on the internet that will shadow their every future relationship. 
So, yes, I would want to date either one of these. She took them in this world, and she could not pay them out. Nope. <laughs> um. All right. So his. We were talking about Facebook and how it's helping these fucking police officers. Mm-hmm. This is a second to last article. Uh, two friends boasted in Facebook posts about their most recent pranks, including covering a stop sign in plastic wrap so that it was nearly invisible to motorists. Uh-oh. Yeah. Guess the race. A prosecutor says the post... Hey, pre- nope. <laughs> Shirley gonna kill you. <laughs> and like I said... I that, love you, Shirley. If that politician would have started a podcast, he would have been <laughs> straight. He'd be like, I shouldn't run for office. A prosecutor says the post quickly disappeared once an elderly woman drove past the obscure stop sign and into the path of another car, leaving her critically injured and her sister dead. Oh! Word! Because they want to play a prank? Like, what kind of prank is that? That's like fucking murder. Yes, and I hope they charge them. I got a prank, man. What we'll do is I'm going to put a bullet in this gun and shoot you in your fucking head. Yeah, man, it'll be funny as shit. I'm going to post about it on Facebook. Like... Um, <laughs> Derek W. Greenlee, who's 18 and entirely too fucking old to be playing pranks, of Circleville, and Seth R. Stonerock, who's 19 and watched a few too many episodes of Jackass, yes. surrendered to deputies yesterday on charges of involuntary manslaughter August 17th, uh, on the August 17th date, death of 85-year-old Mary Spangler. Man. Wow, something that is ha-ha-ha until the body starts falling you know, and this weird to I I want do you, I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but I feel like they might not get prison time or too long of prison time because the women were so old. Rod, Rod, I know you like death panels. I know you pissed with Obama about that, but that should not factor into that decision. Look, man. First of all, they be driving slow. They signals be on the whole fucking time. They shouldn't even be in a car. You know what I'm saying? All the other people that were of legal driving age and able to see more than five feet could see that it was clearly a prank. <laughs> clearly, just these old people needed to die, man. I mean, Rod, stop, Rod. Yo, yo, I like that though. I like this in terms of sentencing. You should get as many years as you've taken off of a life. We can estimate that she only had seven years left. Right. So he didn't do as much damage as if he killed somebody who was in their twenties. Right. Like he would have killed. Like, he would have killed like a family of four with a couple two years, two years in the back. Nigga, that's it. Too bad, son. You fucked up real bad this time. But the, remember, the, we've seen this before. Remember, Dante Starworth hit an old man crossing the street and killed him. And how long did he do in jail? Because the thing, if he wanted to ruin a young person's life, though. His prank would have been to set them up with a MySpace page. <laughs> the next thing you know, they would have been hooked on drugs and having sex unprotected and all that. So, yep. MySpace is a gateway drug. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so, uh, um, so, all right. They, uh, the sheriff department, sheriff the White Radcliffe said his office was flooded with calls from police reporting the Facebook post. Once snitches, all of you snitches. Wow. <laughs> this nigga all unfriend all these niggas, man. They snitching on you, son. Uh, once word spread about the circumstances of Spangler's death, deputies then tracked down surveillance video at a Walmart store in Circleville that showed the two suspects purchasing plastic wrap, which I guess was that what was involved in the the prank. Yep. Um, authority assistant prosecutor Jeffrey Catry recounted the Facebook post. As Greenlee and Stone Rock appeared in Circleville Municipal uh, Court yesterday, 
Uh, Catry said the suspects thought their prank was funny at first. What? Hey, let's do this for fun and games, Catry said, and is successfully arguing to Judge Gary Drum that the men should remain in jail unless they can post $25,000 bonds. How do you not understand the consequences, he argued. Um, Grandly and Stone graduated <laughs> from high school, which is probably the most shocking thing about this article. Wow. Um, they were, Greenlee was still, was the best high school golfer in the county. And Stone Rock was the starting center on the basketball team. So you know there's no black people in this town. Of course. Um, they face up to five years in prison if convicted of involuntary manslaughter and tampering with the traffic control device. Uh, we have no doubt covering the stop sign led to an accident. An 80-year-old woman, she never saw it. The family is devastated. You see how they put the 80-year-old woman in there, Karen? Because mm-hmm. we know 80-year-olds can't see and should not be fucking driving at night. And, and my thing is that uh, it's not like they took the sign down. You can see the out, outlay of the sign. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. This just sounds like old people got what was coming to them, and now they're trying to put it on these young boys. Uh, 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 stop your campaigning. <laughs> Obama, look, man, I want my death panels. The only <laughs> promise I'm mad at with Obama is we didn't get them fucking death panels, man. Hey, I, I'm she's I, 80. She did something wrong in her life because MLK covered that stop sign up. <laughs> <laughs> with his tears. That was not yes. magic rap. Oh, the sad part is she did have three months worth of food storage and it's all going to go to waste. Damn, um, and here's the last story of the day, and this is another dumbass story, and I guess I'll... The good thing is we're not doing feedback this week, so I don't have to worry about people hitting me up about my old people's stats. So, <laughs> I can avoid I those we, emails for two weeks. That's gonna be a long-ass feedback show today. <laughs> I was joking about the old people getting killed. I did some satirical joke. Like, I gotta explain this shit 20 times. Um, Alright, so this woman was caught on video stealing more than $300 worth of merchandise from a garden supply store and she may have never been identified if she hadn't pushed her luck by filling out a raffle ticket. Oh! A little on the night, not bright side, absolutely, said Doug Jones, co-owner of Anything Green Hydroponics. What y'all know about the hydro? Not a damn thing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Uh, surveillance video on Friday's incident shows a young woman entering, entering the store at 9.30 a.m. and browsing for about a half hour. The accused shoplifter is occasionally seen ducking down between shelves and stuffing items into her handbag. She had a plan, said the store co-owner Sheila Clark, who said the woman actually left the store once to allegedly empty the handbag into her car before returning for more. Damn, she's been greedy. The store owners were unaware that they had been ripped off until later in the day when they noticed some expensive plant nutrients and other chemicals were missing. Yeah, she probably was like growing weed or something. Yeah. Clark reviewed the video and was stunned as he watched the, as she watched the stop shoplifter at work. Uh, we had never seen her before. The woman in the video might have remained anonymous if she had simply left the store without taking up their offer to enter a raffle for a promotional giveaway next month. Damn. She gave us her name. Her phone number, her address. Brilliant. She gonna be on World's Dumbest Criminal soon. Wow. Yes, yes. You know they're gonna be selling this footage, man. She filled out a fucking raffle ticket. Ah, what's it like? Maybe I'll get lucky and be able to get away yes, with three hundred more dollars worth yes, of shit. I'm not robbing y'all, but God, go ahead and start the raffle. Right. I don't have to feel bad about this shit that I got for y'all for free because I want it. 
Um, the the right way. The raffle ticket led a Nevada, California uh, sheriff's deputy directly to Elizabeth Guinevere Null, who's 20, and she was arrested for misdemeanor shoplifted felony possession of stolen property. So I guess they didn't find the weed. Um, Alright, well, that's been it for this episode of the Blackout Tips. Um, I guess we're my man Trilly D. Williams, a.k.a. Trill underscore Mazeroski on Twitter. Uh, from Filling the Lanes Podcast, the Great Sports Podcast. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. And that last lady who um, was trying to rob a garden supply store just gives credence to that advice you always got from your uncle, which is stop messing with these hoes. Leave <laughs> 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 the hoes alone. Yeah, and, 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 and with all guys here, Trill and the crew in that element, um, with their prepared money shots uh, as I say that with disdain <laughs> but uh, I don't have any disdain towards the actual content of what they say uh, just to turn money shot but when you listen to that show man t- you guys tell me that's not the most hilarious shit this, this, I've noticed last time I listened every time uh, Chi starts off a question it always has a personal story attached to it so he'll be like <laughs> you know I'm a, I'm a New York dude and as a New York dude, I remember I used to go to the bodega off of 135th and 9th. It's like, <laughs> like before the story is over, it's like I learned a lot about this dude asking a question. Yeah, his, his shit gets all political too. He's like, and let me explain. That's I, it was something called soul food, and these businesses were black owned. You see, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, where's the question at, B? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, he'd be like, yeah, it was black owned because in the South it's about culture and not about race. And that's an empowering thing. So, yeah, I say all that to ask you this. Um, when you wrote the article, what time of day was it? <laughs> <laughs> was it nighttime or daytime? But, yeah, I, I, but the idiosyncrasies of the show is what makes it work. And uh, like most podcasts that do work. It's the it's the people you get to know and the way they talk and the things they talk about that endear the show to you. Not yes. like because any I can listen to anybody talk about four things, four subjects on sports, but I probably would change it very quickly. Yes. But listening to people just actually like kind of that know what they're talking about, but also enjoy doing it, and they're not just being paid to like take a certain stance. The shit is refreshing, and uh, I, I, it's no wonder you guys are the number one sports show on uh, Podomatic and. Uh, I'm sure y'all will be even bigger than that, dude. Yeah, yes. serious. Um, and of course, also we had Trojan Scooter, aka Kareem, um, from uh, Sex, Sports, and Sneakers. Hopefully, by the time y'all hear this, <laughs> change it. Sex, Sports, and Sneakers. One week and on overall. <laughs> but any other week, uh, if you hear this in the archive, chat try sports sex and sneakers. But right, right. uh yeah, but definitely um also a good podcast and a good blog and funny dude and uh I had Karen on what two episodes ago and yeah. man I had a great time because like I was saying before we started, Karen schooled me about fantasy football. Uh-huh. And I was yeah. like, yo, wait, 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 Karen, you know all of this about sports? She's like, Yes. Like what well, fucking shit talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ken. Yes, and it, it was so much fun with him. So for those of y'all who hadn't checked me out, please go download it, y'all. But uh, I had a great time talking with him. It was just cool. We were just talking, and he just pushed record. Right. And people ask me all the time, like, hey, you join my fantasy league? And I'm like, dog, I'm in three, and I'm done. I've, I've done more than three before. 
if this shit becomes work, I don't have fucking time anymore, man. This shit so, I done too. And that's just my game up, cause one was enough. Yeah, that's a lot of work, man. But um, yo, definitely check him out, man. Um, and also, you know, follow him on Twitter at Trojan Scooter. Um, funny dude, and you know, always giving advice to the ladies. Yes, he is. You know, I'm like Will. Hello, ladies. <laughs> Shout out to Will. Yeah, no doubt. He's always giving advice to the ladies and stuff. So, and, and Gabby, why don't you start contacting him? I know you listen. Uh, and you always got advice or that you want me to give you. And you know I don't have nothing to give. I don't care anything about other people's relationship or people I'm not fucking. So you should probably hit him up because he's giving out advice all the time. And right. you, you, I, you know what? Some. I sent Gabby a tweet. I think yesterday because I think she was talking about cooking. I know I said a tweet like we need to buy Gabby some cookbook. Yeah. And she hit me back like a couple hours later, and, I was, and I, she hit her response like I could Ethiopian and Ecuadorian. Like you know what? I'm gonna be fun right now. I think I'm in love. And she just but and her her reply was just LOL. I'm like yep, that's all she need. I told you, Rod. She was not cray cray. Okay. Get, okay. She just need to get some, Rod. Okay. All right, y'all. Need- you, Rod. Y'all niggas out to try to prove me wrong. I can sniff the cray cray a mile away. Uh huh. We luck. gonna be reading about one of y'all on one of our articles one yeah. day. When the sword ratchetness is unleashed upon your dick, I'll read about it and laugh, my nigga, cause y'all fuck with the wrong one. Mm-hmm. Gabrielle might and be a little gonna be the broken house on. Mm-hmm. You know what? And I might write an email that we can be like, Rod, you was right. Yeah. I would tell you this. Ah. Uh, great while it was lasting. <laughs> <laughs> y'all niggas gonna let this pussy get y'all killed. Uh, I never stuck my dick in no crazy pussy, so I don't know. Maybe it's the best shit on the earth, but I'm not going to let that shit get me killed, bro. It, it is, actually. It, is. <laughs> <laughs> it must be, because I mean, man. It's like it's like when uh, I told my boy I don't, I don't do drugs. He's like, yo, man, don't knock it till you try. And he was like one of them dudes that was a fiend, like quit the basketball team, stop doing anything, just doing drugs. And I was like, you know what, my nigga? I'm going to take your word for that. <laughs> I'm going to hey, take you your word. What? You're right, but but think about it this way, man. You know how you got that one dude in your crew when you go out to the bar with him, like somehow he sneaks you into the VIP, all the girls come around him. Next thing you know, Barton's is pouring you free shots. You wake up at 5 in the morning, don't know where you are, and you're like, yo, that was the best night I ever had, and I never want to do it again. That's right. how it is. Ah, it's some, right. some crazy coochie. You'd right. be like, wow, she took me on a tour of the world with that coochie. Now let me hop off. Right. <laughs> exactly. The only problem, the only problem with that analogy is that if you don't go out with your boy, that's cool. If you don't go out with crazy, that's not always cool with crazy. Oh, That's yeah. the only problem. Because right, yeah, right. they be the last to know, yo. It's over when they say it's over. Not yeah. when you say yeah, it's over. Yeah, crazy don't decide you could just hop off. That if that then that then everybody would be fucking crazy women. If that was just <laughs> if that was the case, we'd all have a crazy like, yeah, she crazy as shit, son, but it's cool. I can leave anytime I want. No. Crazy oh. is like uh I'll do the breaking up around here. Bye. No, no. <laughs> not, not 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 with um Trilly Ocean over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep crazy in, in check too, man. Trust me. All right, man. I will trust your word on that. Like I said, I'll take your word for it. Good uh, luck. Uh, uh. I don't want to be reading about you, man. Be safe. <laughs> no, because we read, we read. I tell people, we will read articles and clown you. Yeah, yeah. If I read about you, I've still got to make these jokes. <laughs>
All right. Until next time, make sure you check us out at theblackouttips.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodgers Prime. I'll say that again. That as in D-A-T. And of course, you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. You can call us 704-557-0186. But don't call us this week because we ain't doing a feedback show. No. So you can leave a message if you want to. But we won't hear it for a couple sleeping. weeks. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. Keep donating. Buy shit from the store. Please do. Thank um, you for those people that bought stuff. Yeah, we appreciate y'all doing that, man. Make sure you take pictures with your shit. Let us know you got it so we can put it on the site. Represent, man. Y'all are the people that are spreading the word for this shit. Martin Luther King will be very disappointed if you don't donate and buy some of their shit, man. I see him up there shaking his head already. Yes, next time he will send a, ah. he will send a volcano. Make sure y'all do that shit. Donate to the show. And, uh, you know, if you don't donate to the show, man, who knows what uh, MLK would do. Mm-hmm. Right? So All right. After disaster. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. Love you. You too, baby. Mwah.